Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. It puts the lotion in the basket. All right. We all declined and programmed the sow. We dine on deep fried spotted out. We love to fling the dirt in the campaign. Okay. We pray a lot in church about who connects the smirch. Oi! And Limbaugh only uses half a spray. <laughs> Jesse Helms is on attack. He hates the nice guy because it's black. And Paula Jones is our new poster day. We saw Beelzebub on the 700 Club. And I think that Patsy Cannon was his name. We lean way right and need a cane. We find abortion clinics and then we lock the door. We're mostly white and firm retaining. Sports Court. Here's our big mega ditto, cause we lean way right. And we all look and dress the same, and hate the gays and cheese the same, and fear the things that we don't understand. Richard Nixon was like us. Well, his face could stop a bus. Yes. So I think we all should give a dick a hand. Okay. In 96, we'll be in swing and beat the Dems like Rodney King. We'll dump the red and blue, just keep the white. Let Limbaugh set us straight. Just don't let this near your place. And hope there's no more books for him to write. We lean way right oh. and need a training. We find a portion planet and then we lock the door. We're mostly white and firm retaining. So anyway, before I get into the Larry Flint business, nice going, Larry Flint. Oh. Larry F- Flint for president. Oh. Like I said, we already had one uh, president in the wheelchair. What's wrong with that? Larry Flint for president. But before I get into that, I solved a problem yesterday. I'm the problem solver, man. Just leave it to me. Just leave it to me. Oh, God. Well, this was a personal problem. It was a problem. What do you do when you're in the car and there's uh, you listen to things and they get more annoying and annoying and just fiddle around and diddle around? I think it happened about 2:25 yesterday afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. 
And I was driving home. I was on the turnpike. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And Hank Goldberg said, Marty Schottenheimer has resigned as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's hear what Marty had to say, why he resigned. And then we went to one of those press conferences. And you know what I did? I reached over and I went, click. And then I reached over and I decided that I had all these CDs in my car. And all of a sudden I felt so much better. I felt like I'd been liberated, like a human being. Seriously, what are you laughing about? I will never listen to the radio in Miami again as long as I live. You can take it to the bank. You can bet your life on it. Not mine, but you can bet your life on it. True story. We'll never listen again. And like yesterday, we had another one of these calls. We get about one or two of them a week, every week. Every week of my life, we get them. Yo, you pissed off so many people. You've alienated so many people. That's the excuse, okay? And, of course, then this guy denies that. Well, I just listen once in a while. I'm a radio accident again. Right. Bullcrap. You're walking bullcrap, sir. We get so many of those. So I've solved your problem. If you don't like what I say on the show, because i got news for you. I'm not changing anything. I'm going to continue sitting here, opening up my mouth, telling, like, that's what they pay me for, to tell it the way I see it, okay? Whether anybody likes it or not. I don't care whether, in fact, I hope that most people don't like it, or that a lot of people don't like it, because most people are out of step with reality, like all the religious nuts, like the ones we had all kind of founded yesterday, like the guy who's busy laying to fill in right now. He's wrapping the straps around his thing. Sir, I'm telling you, I'm begging you, sounded like a almost worthwhile human being to save. Why not get yourself some serious assistance before it's too late? Our scientific friend out there that wraps the straps around his arms until uh, the circulation stops. Because he was raised in a very, very sad fashion. And because he doesn't have the mental uh, power or the emotional capacity to emancipate himself from that bullcrap. And it makes him feel good to do it. In other words, he's in the S&M. All right. A lot of people in the S&M. And most people, of course, are condemned for being in the S&M. I don't know why. If that's what they like, if that's what turns them on, if they're not, I was going to say if they're not hurting anybody, but like, yeah, <laughs> that's a bad way to put it. If they're not hurting anybody who doesn't want to be hurt, then who the hell cares? So anyway, I solved my radio problem yesterday. Nice going. Hey, oh, God. You'll never listen to radio in this town again, and I'll be a lot happier for it. Then I don't have to come on here and express my dismay. You know, I can't. I'm, I don't try to tell people what to do, but I can't express my dismay over things that I hear, like Rick Riley trying to be a stock market analyst and about these press conferences, which do, I will grant you, kill a lot of time, but God, are they boring. Fine. Let everybody do it, because they're not programming to me anyway. They're programming to somebody else, which is great. I appreciate that. I'll listen to my music and have a great time doing it. Hustler publisher calls Clinton critic hypocrite. This this is so great. This couldn't happen to a better little Nazi, you know, than Bob Barr. Didn't make your morning newspapers because for some reason, did you see the time that Reuters released this, 522 this morning, Eastern Time? So for whatever reason, I guess just after uh, 2 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, they released this. I have no idea why, out of Los Angeles. Sex Magazine publisher Larry Flint said Monday his probe to expose hypocritical U.S. politicians showed Clinton foe Republican Representative Bob Barr had an affair while married and paid for his former wife's abortion. Oh! Now, I want you to keep in mind, Bob Barr isn't just one of these people who jumped on the, band on the impeachment bandwagon after Monica Gate. Bob Barr is such a rabid right-winger, he's been screaming for Clinton to be impeached since the day he got elected the first time. He's been a rabid impeachment man. Even before there was ever any Monica, any blowjobs that anybody knew about, 
He's a lunatic, a right-wing extremist of the worst kind, and, of course, a goody-two-shoes right-winger who never stole a freight train and is a right-to-life fanatic, too, but whose wife had an abortion. His ex-wife. Appearing at a news conference in Los Angeles, uh, the Hustler magazine publisher, Larry Flint, said he had a sworn affidavit from Barr's second wife, Gail Vogel Barr, saying the anti-abortion Georgia congressman took her to have an abortion in 1983 and paid for the procedure while they were still married. Oh, my God. Barr, a member of the House of Representatives Judiciary Committee, which voted to impeach President Clinton, was not available for comment, but Flint said he had a letter from him calling the publisher's charges false and salacious. A spokesman for Barr did not return several calls, but the cable news network reported Tuesday that Barr had issued a statement in which he declined to discuss his personal life. He declined to discuss it. But the statement uh, added, I have never perjured myself, according to CNN. I've never suggested, urged, forced, or encouraged anyone to have an abortion, the statement said, according to CNN. Flint said that uh, Barr paid the second Mrs. Barr for, or no, that he paid uh, Mrs. Barr for information, although he declined to say how much he received of the million-dollar reward he's offered for damaging information about politicians. Flint added, Barr drove her to the abortion clinic, picked her up afterward. He paid for the abortion. She's a very nice lady. They have two children, and she really doesn't want to hurt him, but she is destitute now. There's nothing that'll change someone's moral outlook quicker than cash in large sums. And it goes on to be continued in just a second, including in just a moment the name of the next one who's going to be outed, allegedly. Even bigger fish to fry than Bob Barr. Boy, I'm, I'm just salivating. I mean, I'm, I'm erect, just waiting for the moment, if this is really true. When you find out who it is and the essence of what his misdeeds may have been, his transgressions against the Lord. It is so hard. A little Grecian formula, I think, would do Bob Barr great. You know, just darken up the mustache and the hair. Adolf Jr., get rid of those glasses, by the way. Doesn't fit the image. Comb the hair down over the uh, side of the forehead. So anyway, it goes on to say, this is Reuters News, Flint also said that Bob Barr, during divorce proceedings in 1985 against Gail Vogel Barr, had invoked a Georgia law akin to the Fifth Amendment to refuse to answer questions on whether he had had an affair with a woman who would later become his third wife. The woman, Geraldine Ann Dobbin, also refused to answer questions on their oath about the alleged affair. 
Flint said this showed the hypocrisy of those seeking to remove the president from office in an impeachment trial revolving around Clinton's affair with former White House intern Monica Lewinsky, an affair that Clinton denied for seven months. Flint denied that the White House had helped him in his campaign or had any rule, but Republican National Committee Chairman Jim Nicholson demanded in a statement that Clinton end the tactics of sexual terrorism and put your buddy Larry Flint back in the plain brown paper wrapper where he belongs. Flint said his information was the opening salvo of his campaign to expose politicians with double standards and said he had even bigger fish to fry than Bob Barr, along with seven lesser Republicans. He said his next expose would include a videotape of a politician holding hands with a woman, not his wife, and going into her house. Late last year, Louisiana Congressman Bob Livingston gave up his chance to become House Speaker after learning that Flint planned to expose several affairs that he had. We still don't know how many, by the way. Several, numerous, as we can't count that high. Flint said that the second Mrs. Barr had an abortion of the couple's third child for medical reasons and underwent treatment for breast cancer about a year later. He drove her to the hospital, he paid for the abortion, and then he lied about it. And also had the affair and lied about that, or refused to talk about it. Now, the rumor is, where's the uh, drum roll? Do we have a drum roll? Rumor is, the next big fish to fry, this is rumored, not uh, definite, not positive, hold your breath. Are you ready? Can you stand it? Buckle your seatbelt, strap yourself in real tight. Bigger fish to fry is heavily rumored to be Trent Lott. Oh, my God. Who supposedly... Okay, now tighten up the straps a little bit tighter, okay? Make sure that you don't fall out of the... If you're standing, put yourself in a sitting position immediately, if not sooner, okay? If you're driving off to the side of the road, please, for your own safety. The bigger fish to fry is heavily rumored to be Trent Lott, who supposedly had hanky-panky with two guys... While in college. Oh, my God. Wow. Next, we'll find out that he also had an alcohol problem and a kleptomaniac problem. Maybe that's why he likens all those, lumps them all together. Trent Lott with two guys in college. Now, you know, I've said this before during these months that we've had all this ongoing, and I've tried to avoid talking about it too much because it is ponderous. But now it's coming to good, juicy stuff. This is good. This is the kind of stuff that America can really sink their teeth, collective teeth into. We love it, because there's nothing worse than a goddamn hypocrite, than a goody two-shoes, whether it's Jim Baker, whether it's Jerry Falwell, whether it's Jimmy Swaggart, any of these bastards, Pat Robertson, whose wife, by the way, had that the baby just a few months, what was it, five or six months after they were married? Well, they considered... Yeah, right, right, right. The day that they uh, did it, that's the day that uh, God married them. The day he stuck his in her... That's the day that uh, they were married in the eyes of the Lord, right. Because he said, good God, that was pretty good. Or something like that. All these sanctimonious hypocrites, which I've been calling them ever since these proceedings began, by the way. And they're a bunch of liars, too. You'll notice, you'll notice that during the House uh, Judiciary Committee hearings and then during the General House hearings, they kept saying, oh, well, we're just, we're just a fact-finding group here. It's not up to us to, to uh, convict or acquit. It's up to us to put all the facts together, present it to the Senate, and then they hold the trial, and they make the final decision. But now some of these right-wing lunatics are saying, well, you know, you're going to raise the bar, not Bob Barr, but the, uh, the crowbar. You're going to raise the bar for impeachment uh, to just treason and uh, a couple of other things if you don't uh, get removed from office. So they're not satisfied that the Senate can sit down and evaluate the evidence. They're uh, foaming at the mouth, frantic, that, that, paranoid that they're not going to get the 67 votes they need. And isn't it interesting that on, that Senate, on the House Judiciary Committee was Bob Barr? Isn't that interesting? And isn't it also interesting that Newt Gingrich resigned because he was on the list? 
notorious, like I've been telling, I told you months ago, notorious, talking about blowjobs. Well, he didn't sleep with them anyway. Well, that's why he liked the blowjobs, because then he could say, well, I didn't sleep with the bitch. Not to mention, of course, the fact that he was screwing around on the side while still married to his first wife, who was dying of cancer in the hospital and had the audacity to bring the divorce papers for her signature in the hospital as she lay in there in the bed dying of cancer. Nice going, Newt. Oh. Hell of a guy. So we're not saying, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, that they're bad guys because they screwed around because uh, most people screw around. I know that a lot of you sanctimonious liars who look in the mirror in the morning and uh, evidently have convenient Alzheimer's. I know a lot of people who have that. CA, I call it. Convenient Alzheimer's. When it's convenient, you forget about all the uh, diddling that you've done during your lifetime. And, of course, most of these guys are guys in their late 40s, 50s, 60s. Well, you've lived long enough as that long. You've had plenty of time to do a lot of diddling. I mean, I was sitting here reading the story this morning and thinking to myself, could I begin to even count? Could I begin at my uh, ripe old age? Could I begin to count the number of uh, people I've diddled around with in my life. No. N not even close. I can't count that high. Is there any chance I could recount every one of those? No. I mean, I'd like to do some of them over again. But, uh, I mean, you know, this is life. This is real life. And, of course, they, the media, what, what is that? Who's banging and hocking now? Where is that? Right above yeah. our head? Yeah. See, I told you there's a lot more banging going on that you uh, are aware of. Some of it right over our heads which I could say a lot about that, but I guess I won't because I need the job. But at any rate, a lot of naked pictures up there on the third floor. So there you are. There you have it. Bob Barr today. Could it possibly be Trent Lott tomorrow? Yes. And uh, who after that? So you can think all you want about Larry Flint and Hustler Magazine. You can think he's a pornographer and a sleazebag and a scumbag and whatever else you think. But I think he's doing an enormous pubic service because no matter what anybody says, of course this is all about sex and trying to cover it up. And, you know, they, they can call it perjury. They can call it lying. They can call it misleading. They can call it whatever they want. When you back somebody into a corner, especially somebody who's the goddamn president of the country about uh, getting blowjobs from some intern who doesn't happen to be his wife, naturally they're going to get together and do everything in their power to cover it up, just like all you married people out there do everything in your power to cover up your illicit affairs and would lie as long as you possibly could under any circumstances to do it, because, quite frankly, it really isn't anybody's business other than within your family. It is nobody else's goddamn business. It's as simple as that. There's nothing complicated about it, but if you, if you narrow it down to that, that puts those poor people on MSNBC right out of business. Then they have to go back to John Bonet, and we're all pretty tired of that because we haven't got anything new on that. What else is there? they got nothing else. Bill Cosby, we know he's the father of our country. There's nothing else exciting going on. So if you, you know, if you simplify it and you cut it down to the bare bones and you talk all the extraneous BS away and you put John Gibson behind the, in a rubber room where he belongs somewhere, MSNBC goes out of business, basically. And then all this investigating the president and impeaching the president. Wolf Blitzer has to go back and sit in an office somewhere inside where it's warm, you know. These people, uh, Candy Crowley, maybe we'll find a diet that can't, might work for Candy. We'll uh, get some of these people to find another life. Because there's nothing complicated about this. And like Tom Harkin said yesterday, it's a pile of dung. It's a pile of cow dung that the House has passed out of the Senate. And while they wanted this, even Trent Lott. Now, isn't it interesting how his initial disposition was very, really flew in the face of what we'd expect from him, wasn't it? Very different. He was one of those people who got together right there in the first couple of days. And, oh, yeah, Tom Daschle and Trent Lott, they're shaking hands, they're high-fiving, they're squeezing it. Maybe they're squeezing more than just hands, I don't know. 
and he seemed to be very anxious to uh, bring this to a very rapid conclusion until the rabid right-wingers from the House came over there and started, pop, 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 pop. no, you can't do this. We want witnesses. We want to testify. We want to keep dragging us out so we can bring in uh, Jane Doe number four and number five and number six and number seven because they want them out. And I'll never, as long as I live, forget that day. I mean, you talk about a big, fat tub of crap with his own heavy baggage, not only around his waist, but around his uh, background. Henry Hyde sat there with John Conyers that first day. Remember, we put it on the air. And we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that this is nonpartisan and blah, blah, blah. And that was the end of that. Just like that 100 to nothing vote they had the other day. Some one of the talking heads on TV last night made a good point. The only reason the vote was 100 to nothing unanimous in the Senate the other day about the, the procedure is because that made them look good. Because they're all concerned about making themselves look good, which is why they're all on TV uh, talking up a storm. They have no business being on any TV shows talking up a storm because they're jurors in an impeachment trial. Can you imagine the O.J. jurors going on? Uh, how fast would Judge Ito have thrown that thing out during the O.J. trial? Oh, we got the jurors on here today. Uh, we're, they're going to give us their idea of what's going on. We're only halfway through the trial, or maybe the trial hasn't even started yet. Let's put the jurors on here and see what they'd be saying about it. They'd have thrown that thing out in a, in a country second, in a heartbeat. They'd have kicked all those jurors off the jury and had to start all over again. But these guys, uh, almost every goddamn one of them, boy, they never met a microphone or a camera right now that they didn't like because they're only interested in looking good. They want to make sure that the Senate looks good as a body, that it looks uh, uh, reverent and uh, whatever the hell they want it to look like to make sure that they get reelected. That's all they give a crap about. This is the greatest waste of time and money. Now, let me ask you, you think we're going to spend $40 million investigating Bob Barr's sex life? No. Are we going to spend $40 million investigating uh, Bob Livingston's sex life? No. No. Or Newt Gingrich? No. Or Henry Hyde? No. Or Dan Coates? No. Or what was that broad from Idaho, Mary, whatever the hell her name was? We're going to investigate? No. No. But here we got a president who uh, got a few blowjobs from some young bimbo that went there with her presidential knee pads that talked a talkative jack, tape recorded by another big fat broad who was doing the bidding of some other big fat broad, that Goldberg bitch, Lucien Goldberg, who happens to be a rabid right winger who wanted Clinton out. I mean, very, very simple. Put it to a five-year-old child, okay? They could understand it in about five minutes. Here's what it is. You got a bunch of rabid right wingers. They want the president out out of office. He's got, you know, they investigated all this other stuff, could come up with a big fat oh. zero. Filegate, Whitewater, you name all the other stuff, Travelgate, a big fat oh. nothing. But he's got a zipper problem, which we already knew that. They knew it when he was elected the first time, and they definitely knew it when he was elected the second time. And did the public care whether he had a zipper problem or not? No. And hadn't most of our presidents had a zipper problem? Yes. Don't most guys in America have a zipper problem? Yes. Yes. We all have a zipper problem. Yes. Right. What? It's not a problem. Well, it all depends. It all depends if you can come up with a solution to your problem. And he happened to come up with a solution to a problem. The only problem then was that part of the solution was on that blue dress. That was the problem. That's right. That was the biggest problem. The solution was on the blue dress. Didn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure that out. So there you go. That's my analyzation of this. I'm euphoric. I'm ecstatic. I hope that uh, Larry Flint just keeps bop, 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 talking up the storm, uncovering every goddamn one of these bastards, okay? These phony, hypocritical right-wingers. 
Because, like I've told you before, the ones who are the most pious ones of all, the good Christians, like, for example, this rabbi accused of hiring the hitman to kill his wife in Cherry, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Yeah, so he could uh, pursue uh, liaisons with other women. See, nobody told the rabbi, you don't have to kill a bitch to screw around. He should have taken a lesson from Bob Barr and Bob Livingston and all these other right-wingers. You don't have to kill your wife to screw around, although, of course, it helps get you out of the way. Then you're not a married man screwing around, I guess, which makes it better in the eyes of the Lord. God, this is one of the great days in the history of the human race. But, of course, the top story you do understand, lead story on CNN this morning, wasn't about Bob Barr. What was the lead story? Michael Jordan's resigning from basketball. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Woo! Which, by the way, if you were paying attention over the weekend, they already had that story on CNN and on the ESPN. They already had that story. And then they bring on the guy from the New York Times this morning who supposedly broke the story. It was, it's, the story is like four or five days old already that he's retiring. And you know something? I know this comes as a shock. I think my life will go on. I'm not sure, but I think it might continue. How about that gambling problem, Michael? Oh, I'm sorry. You're a bastard. She wasn't in time for the president. Early on, she wasn't sure what it meant, but he would show her. She'll show, show, she'll show her. He took her on a tour of the Oval Place. And when they were through, he held her by her face. And he said, Lower,
What? Why are you working on Martin Luther King Day? Don't you want to support our brothers and sisters out there since your best uh, friend is a, uh, a man of uh, color? I'll do an all-black uh, show. So you always be suspicious of people. George has probably told me 6,000 times, and I met the guy once or twice, 45,000 times in the years that George has worked for me, he's told me that his best friend happens to be black. Six million times George has told me that, and that was just this morning, six million times. So I'm always a little bit, you know, oh, yeah, some of my best friends are yeah, fill in the blank, you know. I'm always a little suspect of that. God, you're getting almost as flushed now as I am. Yeah, you're kind of red in the puss. What is that thing? Maybe somebody can help me with this. Because I called my doctor this morning. He said, eh, yeah, you know. I said, the check's in the mail. He said, oh, good, thank you. Eh, you know. He's a good guy. He's a great doctor. But uh, what does he know? No, seriously, he's a great guy, but it's a little flush. It's getting irritating, okay? I feel great. Except for this flush, this redness in my neck and my uh, face. No fever, no temperature. It's just this ongoing, it just clings. It's a cling-on thing. It goes on and on. Maybe it's God punish me again for telling the truth about all this stuff. He gets pissed off about that and fired up. So anyway, picking up on yesterday's story, father held in Tot's death, ab accused of abuse in past. Now yesterday, I wouldn't want to say the newspapers jumped to conclusions and had some misinformation, because do our newspapers ever print misinformation? No. No, they would never do that. About how he had no uh, criminal past. This scumbag, this Theodore Bramwell, who's accused of uh, murdering his daughter because she was crying. One of his children by this one woman, he's got three children by her, he's abandoned, who's not his wife, and he's a, you know how it goes. Theodore Bramwell, the Lauderhill man, held in the beating death of his seven-month-old daughter, Sierra Woodstock, was previously accused of domestic abuse by two different women. Sierra's mother, Wendy Woodstock, sought a restraining order in 1997, asserting that Bramwell had battered her viciously. He choked me and he slammed me into the wall and bruised my arm. He was doing all of this while he was holding the baby, Woodstock wrote in the court document, seeking the restraining order. The baby in that instance would have been one of Sierra's older sisters. Would have been, but of course she's dead. He repeatedly punched me in my head, dragged me across the floor, threw me in the bathtub, put my face in the waterbed, and tried to suffocate me, Woodstock wrote. He threatened, he must uh, know Lawrence Phillips. He threatened me if I called the police, he would take the baby and I would never see him or her again. The restraining order expired after 15 days when Woodstock, who was not married to Bramwell, failed to seek an extension. Bramwell's estranged wife, Drina Bramwell, also filed a restraining order against him in 1997, saying he was abusive. She said Theodore Bramwell struck her, splitting her lip, and shattered a cordless phone over her head. I'm afraid that he'll beat me up again because he has in the past, Darina Bramwell wrote in a petition for a restraining order, but she too did not seek to extend the restraining order beyond its initial 15 days, and it expired. Just like that baby, it expired. Now Theodore Bramwell is being held without bond after the death on Saturday of Sierra. Wendy Woodstock and her surviving daughters, aged two and four, have moved in with relatives. Investigators say Theodore Bramwell was watching Sierra and her sisters on Friday because her mother was at work. The child was in a crank. He was watching her. She was at work. Are you following this? The child was in a cranky mood because she had received a series of inoculations earlier in the day. Her crying angered the father, investigators say. So they say he flung his baby girl into the rails of her crib, then picked her up and smashed her head against the wall. The crying stopped. Wow, what a shock that is. Not the crying stopped. Sierra became lethargic and quit breathing. Bramwell left Sierra's sisters with an acquaintance and drove to Woodstock's place of work holding the baby in one arm while steering the car, detectors said. What a tender, can you see that? That's a very tender and loving moment. I can see that. When Woodstock, 24, asked Bramwell what happened, he said Sierra had fallen out of the car seat. 
At 7.15 p.m., the couple walked into Plantation General Hospital with the baby. Then Bramwell disappeared. He vamoosed. Sierra was transferred to Broward General Medical Center's pediatric trauma unit where she died early Saturday. Doctors said Sierra had severe head trauma with bruising to the left eye, retinal hemorrhage, a possible skull fracture, and other injuries. As, as investigators searched for Bramwell, he picked up the two other children. As he left, he allegedly said he was going to kill himself. Unfortunately, he did not. Instead, he turned himself in Saturday night and faces charges of first-degree murder and aggravated child abuse. The Florida Department of Children and Fam Families is investigating the case to see if the two other children should remain with their mother. End of story. Follow-up to yesterday's grotesque, horrible story about which most of you don't care. Because like the one caller said, you know, people are... Uh, they're immune to this stuff. They're, uh, they're numb. They've heard millions and millions of these stories day after day, night after night, babies in pizza ovens and babies, you know, flushed uh, down the toilet just moments after they're born, et cetera, and so on at the senior prom and whatever else. Because it's the American <laughs> way is what it's all about. So there you go. You know, the old saying about how the scum rises to the top and it just continues rising and rising and where it stops, I have no idea. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We'll see if we have any thoughtful audience today. Boy, yesterday we sure had a real <laughs> thoughtful audience. Huh? I'm thinking about them right now, as a matter of fact. Well, you know, Neil, you've pissed off so many people and alienated so many. Say, yeah, right. And I'm sure he's listening right now too. By the way. Holy cow! Aaron's coming. Well, anyway, Monday is Martin Luther King Day, and I'm taking the day off in, uh, you know, in support of all my civilized brothers and sisters out there, which there are many. There's some uncivilized ones as well, like this guy that battered the baby and beat the crap out of her and killed her. But maybe they ought to be uh, replaying all the speeches of Martin Luther King as opposed to these demagogues like Louis Farrakhan and Ryman Jivin uh, Jesse, you know, everything uh, be Jivin and the Ryman. Who absolutely, says absolutely nothing, but is always there to be the opportunist when the moment comes and the money comes. Maybe they ought to be replaying some of the speeches of Martin Luther King. Maybe, like, uh, bring some people back to their senses. Two open lines in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. A tremendous response here this morning. What is some of the biggest news in the history of uh, our lives? Here's North Miami. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I think it was uh, great that, you know, what Larry Flint is doing. Who? And Larry Flint. Yeah. 
uh, because these Republicans, they walk around like they are, they are so good at two-shoes, they don't do nothing wrong, and, you know, they, they act like if the American public don't know, really, you know, that they're a bunch of scumbags, too. So we, I'm happy that, you know, we have Larson doing this, and I, we totally support him. I think everybody ought to go out and buy Hustler magazine today just to show Larry there. That's right. <laughs> Let's just show him their appreciation. Buy right. two copies. And you know what I want you to play for, Larry? Yes, sir. Playing uh, the, the Superman in, in the wheelchair. That will be a good one for him. Perfect. Okay, excellent. Maybe he can be his running mate. <laughs> okay. They can wheel him in together side by side. Okay. Uh, have a nice day. And God bless you, sir. Okay. Okay, we have an open line in uh, Broward, too, in uh, all of Dade, 5670. Here's the biggest news. They just dropped nuclear weapons on Anchorage, Alaska. Anybody interested? Nah, Michael Jordan's retiring. Don't you get it, man? You're so out of step. Are you ever going to come in line with the rest of us lemmings out here? No. No. Sorry. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. A shocking uh, response again here from this audience this morning, as in none. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I listen to you most every day, and there are times when I disagree with you, which I have the right to. Yes. But uh, the comment you make, and one thing I, I have thought about a lot, is you talk about this forced sterilization issue. Yes. The more I think about it, the more I have to say that I believe you are correct. Oh! Yeah. And I have not See, agreed with you. People think I'm joking about that, but I'm very serious. I, I know. It, I mean, you know, I mean, just like with rapists, they should be they should be uh, be uh, sterilized or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this is like appalling. And you, you use you used it while I was on hold here. You talked about like a Jesse Jackson. The opportunist that jumps around. Where are these people when these horrible, despicable crimes occur? They're off, you know, uh, trying to find some cause of somebody who was allegedly uh, uh, prejudiced against because they weren't hired or whatever mm -hmm. else. But these type of things, this is what they need to be out uh, hopping on not only black America about, but white America as well. Yeah, or maybe Johnny Cochran will come in and uh, put up a sterling defense, you know, like he did for O.J. Yeah, because the guy was, uh, the baby was crying, it drove him crazy or something. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's had children have moments where the kid won't shut up and you have to go and stand outside or you have to do something but if you're an intelligent human being. The responsibility of this guy, he's got three uh, children, three kids by this woman that he's not even married to and estranged from his uh, real wife who, to whom he's still married. Right. And, uh, well, if I read the article correct, didn't this woman have another child uh, killed by a boyfriend or something? Was that somebody else? No, he, he beat the, uh, he, you know, he beat her. Uh, beat her, okay. Yeah. But I mean, it's he, just... He, her and some other bitch. I mean, right. some other nice lady. But I mean, it's like, this is how you just, you know, I mean, it's very frustrating because you don't see this on in, in certain ethnic groups, and then you're doing, you know, the, 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 the trailer park trash type and everything else. Yeah. And it's not to say that people, I mean, you know, uh, people of means don't do horrible things, but this, like the Joan Benoit thing, that still hasn't been solved. Joan I mean, Benoit? Joan, yeah. You know, uh, Whatever but, her name was. Whatever. It doesn't make any difference now. No, but it was, and that's, that's over and done with, and you, you hate to think that people have gotten away with it, just like OJ and whatever else. But, it's a terrible, terrible thing, and, and people have to wake up, and, and, and there has to be a solution to it. They won't. No, there's no solution. They will not wake up. They don't care. Well, it's Some unfortunate. You know, and, and it's and 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 and. Uh, I said that Michael Jordan is going to retire tomorrow, and they're very concerned about that, and that the Dolphins lost the game the other day. Those are the important things in life. Don't you understand? In fact, we may have another press conference from some illiterate jock coming up in just a second, which we better get on because we got one call on the board. This this is appalling to me. I mean, it takes a lot to shock me, especially after yesterday. This is appalling. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Thank God I brought my good music in today anyway, because I'm going to enjoy listening to it. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey Neil, how are you today? Okay, sir. Good Neil. You know, you said something before about five year olds and this whole thing with the Senate, which really struck a chord with me. Um, my little boy last week was at a party and somebody asked him how he was doing, 
And he said he was real disturbed. And an adult said, why would you be disturbed? He says, I don't understand why they want to get rid of this president. Everybody tells a fib sometimes. Everybody says he does a good job. Why don't they, why do they want to get rid of him? Mm -hmm. And he's going to be six. And he watched, you know, and he's in tune with what's going on. In I, the say, I say take Rehnquist out of the chair there and put the kid in is what I say. <laughs> the other thing you got going on is Gebhardt came up a little short that Saturday afternoon when he made that resounding speech to everybody. He should have raised his right hand and said, everybody repeat after me, I have never done a thing wrong as a politician. I think that would have hit everybody in the nose. Okay. Take care. Have a great life. Okay, two open lines in Broward, one in Dave. They're very slow this morning. They're thinking about this. They're trying to observe it. Bob Barr, now who's that? Have we heard that name before? Do we know who that is? No. Is that the little guy with the mustache? Yes. Yeah, the little guy that looks like Hitler on a bad day with those beady little uh, wire rim glasses? Yes. That's the guy. The guy that looks like a uh, rabid dog in heat? Yes. Yeah, that's him. Bob Barr. So in other words, he screwed around, according to Larry Flint. And, of course, you do understand, because Larry Flint has been through all kinds of lawsuits in the past, and then they tried to kill him, and he's in a wheelchair and the whole business. He's not going to just start, like, uh, randomly throwing a bunch of crap out unless he's got the MS, unless he's really got the goods, unless they are 5,000% positive. And, of course, the interesting line or two in there, there are several interesting lines, but the fact that uh, not only did he not return phone calls to the media, but uh, Bob Barr says he will not discuss his personal life. Wow. How come, Bobby? What are you hiding behind that little mustache and those beady eyes of yours? Those rabid little beady eyes. He, he looks like a rabid possum. Or maybe like a rabid coon. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, forced sterilization will never, will, even though I agree 100%, it will never come to fruition, particularly uh, uh, in, 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 in the Americas, like Central South America and, and North America. Yeah, the Pope don't like it, yeah. yeah that's exactly why the two That's the American fucking way. Right. The most foul words uh, on this earth is the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. That's exactly they're right. They're in there. They're sure in the running. <laughs> you know, they, 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 you know, they, they, they reproduce and they recruit, and it's just, uh, you know, forced. If they, they impose so much misery and so much suffering. First, by brainwashing all these people, telling them that everything that they do is evil, and then secondly, by forcing people to reproduce like rabbits and making babies that they could never possibly take care of or give any meaningful quality of life to. But they don't give a crap because all they care about is power by numbers. It's a numbers game. And, and even and even your Southern Baptists, you know, and your Primitive Baptists. I mean, it's you know, you, you, you talk about certain neighborhoods where. You know, the, the people well, are... Yeah, we like, all know what the Vatican is. That's a gay club, you moron. <laughs> no question about that. Yeah. You know, you talk about certain inner-city neighborhoods where, you know, all these preachers are coming out there. We're going to recapture the streets. And then when they're out there hunting for this guy, little Bo, this uh, this crack deal and scumbag, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, none of the neighbors want to come out and talk about it because they're afraid. So, you know, it's it's uh, it, the, the biggest hypocrites in the world are your religion. It's no matter whether they're, they're, they're Catholic or Protestant or Baptist. I mean, it's... It's, uh, it's and, and, you, and you show me a ghetto neighborhood without 50,000 ministers in it, and I'll show you a miracle. Oh, you're absolutely every, right. Every street corner is another little make-believe church, and everybody's a minister. and Because uh, they all get tax-free exemptions from it. Praise the Lord, yeah. You, you, you look in your poor neighborhoods, and this is across America, even up in the hills in the white trash area, uh, and, and the richest people in the little communities are your, are your clergymen. Mm -hmm. And they're just raping and pillaging and... You know, and literally, too, the, the altar boys. Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, sir. All right, see ya. And God bless you. What do you say the Catholic Church was? That's a gay club, you moron. I would say so. They're in the Vatican. They're all running around dressed up in drag, doing each other, doing the altar boys. We have two open lines in Dade. I mean, you know, you, you can deny these things. You can say it's just the ramblings of me on the radio. It happens to be the truth. 
And they're well-documented stories every week. I mean, uh, you know, Stan Wertheimer, God bless his soul, besides casino gambling, does a super job of clipping out all these articles, sending to me day after day, week after week. There is an endless supply of these stories about children being molested by not only Catholic priests, but others. Of course, here this rabbi, he became more creative than just molesting. He hired a hitman to kill his wife. But nevertheless, men of the cloth, and the public out there is so brainwashed, like this guy yesterday who's wrapping the uh, straps, you know, laying the tefillin. They're so brainwashed that they keep supporting it and subsidizing it because somebody taught them years ago that they can't possibly survive without this crutch. You take away this crutch and their entire being collapses because they're so goddamn weak. That's why I talk about this stuff because it's embarrassing to me. I'm, I'm just ashamed that there are so many people out there who are so emotionally weak and immature that they can't live without this phony crutch, which they know is bullcrap and a lie, and they perpetuate by brainwashing their kids with the same crap. Instead of saying, I can't help myself and I was brought up this way, how about you go out and uh, study about it yourself and uh, then figure out whatever you decide? Oh, no. We don't want to do that. We can't perpetuate the, the troops that way for the church, for the pope, or for whichever group it might be. Dade County, all three lines in Dade are there as a door now. You know, so I don't think we have any audience anymore. We do. I think when the numbers come out, when this book comes out in a few days, I think we're going to find that we owe points. We couldn't possibly have anybody listening these last two days with all the stuff that's going on. And I'm sitting here pumping phone numbers and pumping phone numbers, and all these people know. Maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I've just uh, reached the, maybe I'm, like the guy said, I've alienated everybody in town. I'm a bad guy. I'm a son of a bitch. I pissed everybody off. It's got to be me. Isn't that what the song says? Something like that. You believe that? No. I don't. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hock and Lou. Yeah, huh? Hock and Chinik. Here's a, a lady mobile in Pompano Beach. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay. Good. Good. Just one quick comment. You know, crime to me doesn't matter in what color. I don't know any female that would be happy to be raped by by a black man or or a white man. Crime is crime, and I think that's the gist of our situation. You need to get it out of race and get it into the fact that it is crime, period. Yeah. Okay? That's my big complaint about this. I, I, I get pissed when, you know, we have to describe the crime person as, as a black or a well, white. How, but why is there so much of this going on uh, by black people? Why is there such a disproportionate amount of it going on? I don't think it's disproportionate. I think it's it disproportionate in that It is. not a question we, whether you think or not. It is. No, in that we, we, we announce it that way. John Bonet is still walking around. That family's still walking around. John Bonet is still walking around? Okay. The well, family that's a miracle. The family is? Yeah. The two of them are still walking around, and we know nobody came well, in and nobody went out. That's rich white people. They have a different that's, set that's of justice. Right. Just like O.J. Okay. was a rich black guy, and he had a different set of justice, sure too. Did. And we, we keep perpetuating it either with color and money. That's all it is in America. Thank you so much. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, all three in Dade. 567 560 pound 560 on the mobile one line, 1056 here at QM, your oblivious station for the 90s. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. Hey, do you want to run faster, jump higher, and make the blind see again? What? Do you want to move like the wind, soar like an eagle, and raise people from the dead? Huh? Yeah? Then there's only one show that'll do. The all-new Air Jesus. 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 Put a pair on. What they'll do for your game is a miracle. Oh, oh, no. Oh, wow. Do the phone stick it out. Wait, are you Air Jesus shoes? Yeah, why? Why? Just push the button, man. Oh, wow. 
I'm talking about all this other stuff, okay? Not about divisive bilingualism, okay? Which I've already said as much as I'm going to say on. It doesn't work here. There's nothing else to say about it. We can't even teach these people to speak proper English, okay? But, I mean, God Almighty, and this guy's got a preface to call. He's got to start out. Oh, yes, years ago we worked together. Yeah, oh, great. Well, that was then and this is now, okay, mister? Get a life. Get a frickin' life. You and the Emmy Shapers and the Enos the Penis Sharers of the world, get off the bandwagon and find something useful to devote your time to. God Almighty. Mark Benson, that whole bunch of uh, one-dimensional idiots. Open lines and date, all three, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT. If you want to take up petitions for forced sterilization, count me in. As Gary Lewis said, <clears throat> count me in. When he could still talk before they sent him off to Vietnam and he stopped talking too much. Remember Gary Lewis and the Playboys? Here's a lady in Boca. Hello. Hello there. I just wanted to let you know that I see nothing wrong with Larry Flint. Nothing at all. Yeah. I buy a copy every single month, and I really enjoy it. And since he's doing such a great job, how come Jesus doesn't reach, or God doesn't reach down and touch him with a magic stick and let him walk again? Because there's no such thing as God. Jump up out of the chair and start walking and talking, and, uh, you know, he could lead us out of the wilderness into reality and out of this hypocritical mess that we're in. This is not a hypocritical mess. It is all by choice. What does that mean? I buy a copy every... How sad. How tremendously, unbelievably sad. Do you, do you believe that? That that was pathetic. That was just pathetic. We have an open line in Broward, all three in dead. I'm going to play music today. I really am. You people are the... This is the worst crowd in the history of mankind. It gets worse each and every minute, every day of my life. It gets worse and worse and worse. And even the people who think they got something clever or some little... Uh, the, the worst... Pathetic, sad lady, tragic, subhuman. She's doing Brian Murray material on us today, okay? She's doing BM on the radio. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, that, sir. That, that bleeping bitch. Yeah. How Neil. do you like that? Yeah, I don't. She sounded like clever. She, she like didn't get on the air, by the way. That fucking bitch. She sounded like the Prozac queen. Mm-hmm. But, Neil, not, not to change the subject, you missed one of the monumentous days in, in United States history Friday. I and what was that? For. It would have been Elvis's 64th birthday Friday. Yeah, that's very important, right? Well, Neil, it's important to these people out there. It's important. It's like the day I talked about Graceland. You know something? That day I had a lot of calls. Remember that day? You did, because I couldn't get in. Had tons of calls. Everybody and their brother, they're schlepping up there to Graceland to see the king. <laughs> that's right. Laugh if you will, but it's a, I'm glad you brought that up, sir. God bless you, and thank you so much for reminding me. That's the important stuff in American culture was Elvis. That's the important stuff. That's the kind of stuff they get in their car, they hop on a plane, they travel 1,000 miles, 1,500 miles, 3,000 miles, 10 million miles to go see Elvis, who's only been dead for God only knows how many years now. But we're going to Graceland. Even Paul Simon is embarrassed for you, okay, because you're going to Graceland. And to listen to those idiots, most of them men, by the way, that's a, that was a shocker to me, all these real men out there in Radio Land. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a real, it's great, it's wonderful. Well, why did you go, well, uh, it's great, uh, he was so important. That's our poll question today, by the way. Who was more important in American culture, Elvis Presley or Michael Jordan? Very tough one, huh? 
Good poll question. Who is more important? Who is a more significant figure in American history, Michael Jordan or the King? We're going to Graceland. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, how can we condemn black people for having, you know, so many uh, ignorant black people with very poor education and uh, unable to articulate? I mean, what's wrong with being dumb in a country of dumb people? What's wrong with that? Huh? See, I would prefer to have everybody, black and white, you know, think that education might be important and use their brain. But where is, where is the priority when, you know, the, 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 the big lie, the message out there, like at Miami High, why do you think they have these scandals even at the high school level? Pretty soon they'll be having it at the kindergarten level. Why do you think they have all these sporting scandals? Because the big lie is out there. You don't have to get smart. All you got to do is be a jock and you're going to make $50 billion. And for all the rest of you, for the 99, 9 tenths percent of you who don't make it and never will do that, well, uh, we got a lot of jails and a lot of welfare and a lot of whatever else we can do. And a lot of crack. Eight minutes after 11 at 560 WQAM. Iridians, dumb as dirt. Oh, man, I'm in trouble now. That jack salad would be done. Oh, that's what with the same dress, same dress, same dress. That's what with the same dress on. Oh, I'm with the same dress, 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 Beware the evil Jap. There's a message for all you young people out there. Beware the evil, relentless Japs of this world. It's 1113 at 560 WQAM. Great cartoon, by the way, in CityLink, along with a great article by Howard Beale. This article, by the way, at the end, they finally say, it says, Howard Beale is a pseudonym for a longtime student of the local media. Okay. Not to be confused with the real Howard Beale who... Crime is mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! You feeling too good anymore? But anyway, I'll get to that a little later. And obviously, probably not too much later, the way this thing's going today. A great cartoon in here. It's got a um, caricature of Wayne Hypinga dressed up as a uh, figure on a fountain, okay, with an angel's wing, and he's got a big, uh, big trumpet, like a cornucopia in his puss with all kinds of money in it. And here's the speaker introducing the new fountain. He says, and after so much public and private input, Fort Lauderdale's newest fountain. And underneath Wayne is a dolphin and a marlin, and there's a big sign that says Broward, and the water is coming out of Wayne's, and he's peeing on Broward County. Nice going there, whoever, who was this? Cravens, Cravens, or Greg something or other. Can't read the name in City Link. Nice going there, sir. Excellent uh, cartoon. Nice job. City Link uh, put some really good stuff in there. Too bad nobody reads it. Here's Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Is there any larger group of buffoons than these clowns in the house? No. It is amazing. I think that history, you know, everybody sort of speculates what history is going to say about Clinton. I think history is going to be extremely unkind to these, these more outspoken congressmen like Barr mm -hmm. and Trent Lott. 
I mean, we've already outed. Henry Hyde's already out of the closet. Bro broke up a guy's marriage. He was 41 years old. Broke up a guy's marriage who lives up there in Weston. He was the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Mm -hmm. Now Bob Barr, the most rabid member of the very same committee, he's out of the closet, uh, you know, uh, having an affair while he was married, and then having an abortion, which he lied about, and, of course, being a staunch right to lifer, which he paid for, by the way. Sure. It's just amazing to me. These guys can't seem to do anything right. Everything they do just blows up in their face, and they insist on sticking to this uh this impeachment thing. But, but I, I've seen that all my life. These people are in denial. They they have that CA, that convenience all convenient Alzheimer's, mm -hmm. and they're, they're somewhere in the back of their mind, it's compartmentalized that they've done all of these things. But oh my God, see, it's always the way. Like Ken Starr, here's a guy who's obsessed with sex. He's psychotic about it. He wanted every juicy, grotesque detail. He put stuff in that report that was so unbelievable that that everybody in the media was embarrassed even to talk about it. Absolutely, he's obsessive about it. I think the guy's a pervert. Could be. <laughs> Maybe he's doing the Trent Lott. Yeah, hey, it's uh it's it's I think it's pretty clear why Trent Lott's being a little more bipartisan. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And why Newt Gingrich flew the coop. Oh, without a doubt. Listen, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. It doesn't it's not on your your list of topics today, but there's there's an article in the paper about this uh this snitch type program that they're they're using for the war on drugs now. Are you aware of that? Yeah, sure. Uh, that's in that book, Lost uh, Rights, by James Bovard. I talked about that weeks ago, about how they, yeah, they it, uh, uh, have the kids uh, snitch on mommy and daddy. Sure. Yeah, not uh, not just that. I mean, like like say for example, there's someone that you know that they've caught doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. They they allow these criminals to just randomly you know pick people out of their acquaintances. Yeah. And uh, you know and set them up. Mm -hmm. You know they call them and they try to like get them involved in these drug deals. And there's been occasions where people have, like, you know, said, no, man, I don't want to do that. And mm -hmm. they keep after him, they keep after him. Finally. Well, I like when the government kept sending that one guy pornography through the mail over and over yeah. and over again. And finally, after about the 10 minutes time, he finally ordered something. And, hey, guess what? We're knocking on the door. You're going to jail, pervert. Right. And the, and the people that, you know, that are uh, sort of, in, you know, getting set up, they are facing maximum, uh, you know, sentencing mm -hmm. guidelines. And the people that really committed the crime, you know, in the first place are walking away free. There's a show on TV tonight. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's uh, it's on Frontline at nine o'clock. It's about that. People should watch it because it's scary. What's going on? That's the American fucking wing. Okay, Talk to you later, Neil. Have a great day. Open line at Broward, all three in Dade. Dade County, you just uh, they're not under it. They don't know Bob Barr from uh, Ileana Ross Layton and Dade. Five six seven. Ever seen together? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's uh, Margate. Hello. Elvis and Jordan are the two greatest Americans ever. Yeah, okay, thank you so much. Elvis and Jordan are great. Thank you so much. And go back where you came from, okay? What's that, his 800th call already this morning? Not even noon yet. He's already got the bottle out. He's sucking on it. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Yeah, Neil? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's my uh, son's birthday today, his first birthday. Great. And uh, yeah, it's a little upsetting, though. When you open up the paper and you see that animal that uh, killed his daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope somebody flames his head. yeah. Yeah, I hope somebody slams his head against the uh, jail cell door uh, when he goes downtown. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's justice, you know? Yeah. yeah. Okay, two open lines a day, two in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Welcome to South Florida. Any visitors down here now? This is what you this is what you got yourself into, okay? This is exactly what it's all about, what you're hearing on his show. Make no mistake about it. This isn't some kind of aberration. What you hear is what you get. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm calling about the uh, comments on Clinton. About what? 
the Clinton comments on the radio. The Clinton the comments on the radio. Yeah, the impeachment. Yes. And I was just, uh, yeah, I was, I was just trying to figure out how you, you miss. I mean, you missed the whole picture. Okay, well, it, what is the picture? Explain it to me, sir. I'm missing it. I guess uh, I just don't see. Well, it. he lied in front of the grand jury. Don't you yeah. think he should be impeached? Or how I mean, do you know he lied in the grand jury? What did he say that was a lie? Well, he said that he didn't mess around with anybody when the... No, he didn't say that. He said he didn't have sexual relations, which meant to him, yeah. and, to him and her meant intercourse, didn't have intercourse. What difference does it make? Well, uh, I mean, a normal person would be uh, put behind the bars for a that. A normal person, uh, if they were asked, a normal person in a position like him would uh, say, yes, we screwed around and I stuck a cigar in her... Uh, a normal person would say that? Uh, well... It... <laughs> well, I guess. No, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: If Kenneth Starr were a normal person, which I'm sure he is not, why would he be asking these questions in the first place about the cigar and where he stuck it and did she have orgasms? What kind of? What does that got to do with the public business? It's what does that job. got to do with running it's the? His job. It's I... his job to stick a cigar. Well, he must have done a good job there. Nice going, Willie. Oh! That's his job to bring her to orgasm, which he said he did four times. Nice going there, Willie. Bubba done a good job, baby. That's his job. Sir, I'm going to tell you, if brains were dangerous, you'd be the safest place in the world to hide. Open line and date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. He lied about screwing around. And I know that this guy certainly would never lie under oath or under any other circumstances about screwing around. Any more than any of the rest of you would do it. Because I know that probably there are only a few of us who have screwed around in our lives two, three thousand million times, whatever it's been. And everybody else, you know, it's like it's like Ozzy and Harriet. It's like uh, Donna Reed, you know. There's mommy and daddy, and there's uh, you know a boy and a girl and a dog, maybe a cat, maybe a bird, maybe a parakeet, a cockatoo, whatever it might be. And that's the American family, baby. And there's none of this other hanky panky. That's the exception, not the rule. Anybody believe that? <laughs> I mean, I, th I, I would have thought we graduated since uh, Leave It to Beaver. Have we graduated just a little? No. No. That's why they're still running the rerun. Here's Pompano Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah. I had a radio, or not a radio accident, but a um, TV accident last night. I'm surprised nobody's even called you about it, but that uh, whammy, that Times, that girl that's on Times there. Yeah. With this uh, Mr. Barr here with his wagon, his weenie around there, they come up with this Mr. DeLay. He's got his wagon, and uh, Mr. Kennedy, he's uh, allegedly to be a... Uh, Cause of flamer. Did you hear anything about that this morning? No, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I'm surprised. They had it on Whammy. Well, the reason I haven't had any calls is nobody watches Whammy. That's probably the reason. Like I said, I had a TV. Action. Well, where the hell did they get that from? I don't know. I just, you know, it's going through the uh, stations. I just they allege that Charles Kennedy is a flaming homo. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, from from their uh, mouth to God's ears. Right. Thanks for the good news. Yes, sir. Okay, we'll have to check that out. Like I said, we're not going to get any other reports on it because nobody watches Whammy. But uh, they, on the newscast, every now and then they do come up with something that nobody else comes up with in town. But the only problem is, like I said, there's nobody watching, so nobody finds out about it. But like the story said this morning from Reuters, uh, Larry Flint, this, this, he says, forget about the Bob Livingston stuff, okay? That was small potatoes. He said this was the opening salvo, the Bob Barr information, of his campaign to expose politicians with double standards and says he's got even bigger fish to fry than Bob Barr along with seven lesser Republicans. Now, maybe uh, one of those lesser Republicans might be Mr. Kennedy. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to accept something as Ennis just because some guy called up and said he heard about it on Whammy. And who was the other one he said? Oh, Tom DeLay? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Woo! Tom DeLay. The most rabid. Well, no, not quite as rabid as Bob Barr. He doesn't have the drool coming out of his mouth yet. He's working on it. 
Oh, seriously, Bob Barr is like he, he's like a rabid dog. The, the spittle is like coming down of his, uh, it looks like spittle. In fact, Trent Lott had a little, well, okay, let's go to a uh, lady in, uh, what is it? Oh, the van lady. How are you? I haven't heard from you in a dog's age. I've been working construction. You've been working construction? Yeah. So I couldn't get to phones, but I listen. What does that mean, you're working construction? I was working construction. What kind of a husband have you got, anyway? He's in construction. <laughs> yeah, has he got you up there hammering uh, on the roof? Installing shelving. Oh. Jesus, yeah. like I said. Uh, oh, it's fun. Okay, working on erections all day, huh? Yep. Yeah, that's what Monica said. It's fun. <laughs> Listen, Happy New Year. And the same Happy year. anniversary and everything to you. Um, regarding this child abuse, mm -hmm. what defense does anyone have against child abuse? You take a 20-pound baby and slam it into a wall? Mm -hmm. Okay, what do we do? Death penalty? Oh, I don't think so. You everybody, don't? ACLU, everybody, all the, oh. you know, screaming, no, no, no. Um, Who's screaming, no, no, no? I mean, if anybody defends this guy, I mean, actually he has to have a lawyer briefly, and then uh, we fry his ass right on TV. Fine, you know, put him up there where Bundy was. I don't care. But then what? Oh, yeah, look how look how long it took for them to put Bundy away. Fine. Years Eight. and years and years, and we paid for it. And that's what I'm saying. They won't do that. Then life imprisonment? Oh no, we don't have enough jails because we've got all people that smoke marijuana in there taking up space. Mm -hmm. So they everyone says that their defense is usually, well, I was an abused child. Well, let's oh, yeah. just eliminate that generation. Mm -hmm. Shoot them, I don't care what. Eliminate that generation, and then yeah. maybe the next generation won't be able to say, I was an abused child. Yeah, that, that always is a great cop-out, isn't it? I was an abused child, therefore it's an excuse for me uh, doing stuff like this. I, I don't buy it. Yeah, and there's no defense for it, but there's no punishment suitable. And I don't know how to go. I mean, I care. God knows I care, but yeah. what do you do? You have too many people fighting a death penalty. Channel 7 News, 5 o'clock tonight. We're going to fry his ass on the air. Rick Sanchez is going to pull the switch. You do that to a couple of them, I'll bet you do. A lot more people behind it. Okay. Okay, you'll get to talk to you, hon. So have a great life. You too, bye. Bye-bye. The van lady, she's working construction. Whew, boy, we have an open line in Broward, 567-0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Kendall. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, it's great listening to you. Uh, it's the uh, first time I called. Uh, I just wanted to say Larry Flint is God. Yeah. It's wonderful what he's doing. You know, you think... Uh, what would I do if I had millions? The kinds of things someone can do. Uh, this guy's doing a great service for the country. And uh, I guess that's it. And have a great day. All right. Bye-bye. Open line today. That's what we said. Larry fled for president. <coughs> right now, stick his ass in there, okay? And the rest of them, too, it'll all fit in. There's not much left. He's in that chair. That was that great movie where he was the judge in his own movie, the Larry Flint story. That was a beauty. But that's America for you because he's a pornographer. He's giving the public what they want. He's selling smut. He was peddling like naked uh, women and stuff. Oh, my God. Therefore, he's an evil man, especially in Cincinnati. Country that just refuses to grow up. That, that's what this is all about. This is about the Puritanism of the American public and the fact that these right-wing Christians and self-appointed moralists in our country have decided that they can, they can nail anybody they want at any given time based on their sexual peccadillos is what it's all about. The only thing they keep forgetting is about their own peccadillos. That's the problem. That's the chigger in the woodpile. Because most of these people think, well, nobody's ever going to find that out. Oh, surprise! Surprise, somebody puts up a lot of money and you'd be amazed at all the crap that people will talk. Ba -ba 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 -ba. That's right. Open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line, 1126 at QAM. Oh, my God, your breasts are beautiful. Coming soon.
to a theater near you. Christopher Reeve is Superman. Superman 5. Superman, here he comes. He's he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Hurry up, Superman! Oh, oh, no. Okay, where's Jimmy? Oh, too late. <laughs> yeah, they ought to call you Super Gimp. Get out of here, you freak! Oh, oh, Clark. Nothing's happening. Get on top of me. Okay. Ow! I, the evil Zod, have finally figured out a way to defeat Superman. Uh, with, with kryptonite? No, steps. <laughs> Superman 5, the search for a bigger doorway. Rolling into a theater near you. He puts the lotion in the basket. It's 1130 at 560 WQM. We have the date lines all open, all 200 and 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. West Palm Beach, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Okay. I don't uh, get to listen to your show too often, but every so often I get to run errands, and I listen to your show while I'm mm -hmm. in the car. Uh, the only request I have is, and I'm not like a closet requester or anything, but I love that guy that says, no, that mean guy. I don't know who that is, but that's the best. I don't like this new no guy that you're using. I guess the gay guy? Yeah? I'm here. Oh, sorry. I know it's shocking that I'm here, but I'm still here. <laughs> George is on the floor. Oh. You called You called me about the no. Yes. You made the effort to make a phone call yes. about that. Yes. Because mm -hmm. I, I love him so much. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, I hope you have a wonderful life that? together. I hope you have a great life together, sir. We have an open no! Line. Yeah, we have an open line in Broward and all of Dade. 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. That, that's, even I am shocked by that. Takes a lot to shock me. I am in a state of shock. Ain't I? No. Oh. Here's a lady in Sunrise. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Um, you're funny as hell. Yes. You're so funny. I just want to ask you a quick question. If you don't believe in God, why do you wear a beanie on your head? Because it's a joke. That's the point. The point is because it's silly. It's ridiculous. I'm not wearing a beanie on my head now. Oh, because I watch you. I used to watch you on on Whammy you know, all the time. The show was on, right? And I did it, and and that's uh, one of the reasons that the show is not anymore because uh, nobody uh, nobody got it. Nobody understood what the hell I was doing. Oh my God. Okay, now I feel really stupid on the air. Right there, you go. <laughs> Welcome Thanks, to the club. Neil. You're you're a member. You're uh, initiated. <laughs> Have a great life. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, well, at least she admitted she was dumb and she was laughing about it. Oh, there you go. nice going, sweetheart. Why did you wear a yarmulke? We, everybody was so offended and you were talking about spicks and this. Oh, God. I mean, there, was there any chance that that show, I mean, especially on that station, no. none from the beginning? A death nail, a death wish. Why are you wearing a beanie on your head? Because it looks stupid, because it's silly. Don't you get the message? First, she starts out by saying how funny I am. And that's the that was the point. That was the whole point. And I'm wearing I'm wearing yarmulkes with panther stuff on it. I mean, we got the whirly bird one on here with the uh, with the uh, thing on the top, whatever the hell you call that thing, propeller. Yeah, with a propeller on it, right? Propeller head, Rogers. 
Oh, well, how come if you don't believe in God, you're wearing a beanie? Well, let me ask you this. Do you have to wear a beanie if you believe in God? No. And if you don't believe in God, can you wear a beanie? Yeah. Well, there you go. What does that have to do with the price of rice, sweetheart? What are you wearing that silly beanie for? I mean, we don't understand it. Maybe if we could have somebody come on here could have explained it to us, then we might have watched this show. We have an open line at Broward all day. This is our last call. This is another struggle here today, another massive mammoth struggle. On the 12th of January, 1999, as I continue asking myself that question, is it worth it? And every time payday comes, I say, yes, yes but boy, oh boy, what a massive battle this is. 5670560 in Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. No. That's for that guy. No. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hey, Neil. I'm a member of the vast right-wing conspiracy. Yeah. And, uh, I am a rabid Republican, and I think it's great what Flint's doing. I just hope that somebody like uh, a right-wing millionaire like uh, Rupert Murdoch or somebody does the same thing to explode, expose hypocrites in the uh, left. Yeah. And maybe we'll get more responsible people in the government. More responsible people, in other words, people that don't screw around. In other words, you want people to be running the government who, whose sex lives are up to your standards, whatever those might be? No, I want people who, if their sex life is so deviant that they can't expose it and tell the truth about it, they can't get in. But if they got a, if they got an abortion in the background, big deal. Yeah. Tell the truth about it. Don't lie. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, you see, what you don't understand is that most, the most Democrats, the overwhelming majority, are uh, pro, uh, you know, pro-choice. They're not running around uh, screaming and yelling about the evils of abortion like Bob Barr was, and that's why he can't admit that he paid for his wife's abortion or that he was involved in it. Well, I think abortions are only part of it. I mean, everybody's got something to hide, and if it's so insidious that you've got to hide it, maybe you shouldn't be in government. Yeah. But if, if you were willing but, to but put you're, it out you're there... missing the point of what the hypocrites are all about. The hypocrites are pointing at Clinton for what he was caught with his zipper down, and then the hypocrites, uh, unfortunately, are on your side. I hate to break the news to you, they're on your side. You know, well, the, Dem the Democrats have got plenty of, uh, you know, they got Barney Frank and they got Ted Kennedy, but uh, most of their exploits are already out in the open by now. And, they're well, still getting, I, and they still get reelected every time they uh, you know, run for office. And that's the way it should be. If, if, yeah. if, if the people are willing to elect them with all their faults, so be it. But I'm sure there's people on the left side of the aisle that have... But, but you're missing the point. The people well, on I, the left side of the aisle aren't the ones who are voting to impeach the president because he got a few blowjobs. You're missing the point. Well, that's just in this case, Neil, that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's in this case. That's only the president. Right, okay. Have, I'm glad you're happy. If you're happy, we're happy. Wow. Let's just, let's, uh, how about this guy? Let's read, let's trace the call. Let's get Rupert Murdoch to spend a couple of million dollars and find out who this guy's been diddling, okay? And what, what his penis looks like. Since he's obviously, you know, rabid to find out about everybody's uh, peccadillos. You're missing the point, sir. It's called hypocrisy. It's called a bunch of dung, like Tom Harkin said yesterday. Let's stop with, the, with this juvenile, embarrassing bullcrap, this puritanical garbage, this swill. Which is the best that these right wingers, that that Kenneth Starr and all Richard Mellonscape and all these right wingers, this is the best that they could do, was tabloid trash. That was the best they could do to try to overturn two elections. Open line in Broward, two and Dave, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay. Neil. Uh... First of all, that guy should be fried. That uh, black guy. Yeah. Uh, who cares about government anyway? Most people can't control any any of it to begin with. 
At least that's how I feel about it. And mm-hmm. thirdly, Neil, I have to agree with that guy that called, I hate the new no. Yeah, okay, great. Thank you very much. Another one of our thoughtful listeners out there. Oh! Thank you. Okay, we have two open lines in day two in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Lantana. Hello. Lantana. Yeah, hello. Hello. Sorry, Neil. Yes, sir. That's okay. Okay, um, a couple things. One is, um, remember that woman who had all those babies and the media jumped on it? The octuplets, yes. Right. Uh, Seven what... of which are unfortunately still alive. <laughs> well, one of the things that most of the news reporting agencies did not make public was that he couldn't even see the babies for a while because he was under, um, they had a warrant out because he had he had hit the mother-in-law, that the woman's mother. Oh, my God. He had struck her, and he, w- he was in trouble with the law for that. Yeah. But, of course, they kept glossing over that, you know, like, oh, it's so wonderful, and, uh, well, the father's not here right now. He's busy, but he was yeah. busy. He's otherwise occupied. Yeah, dealing with the police. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show you what that's all about. I think this is really a boon, if I pardon that expression, a boon for a lot of minorities <laughs> out there. Now, if they want to really catch up with everybody else, they can start overpopulating like crazy, just start popping these fertility pills. Well, I mean, you know, Viagra pill in one hand and a fertility pill in the other, and, man, there's no telling how fast we can uh, start overrunning the human race. The, uh, yeah, the White House will be painted black by the year 2025, they, they claim. That's when uh, Caucasians are a minority in the country, and that's it. So the whole picture is going to change. So. Yeah. Oh, nothing wrong with that, but uh, it's coming, so just everybody hang in there. Okay, I'll see you in Sweden, sir. Thanks, buddy. Okay, we have two open lines in day two in Broward, five, six, seven, uh, by the year 2025. Well, I didn't know they could multiply that good. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Oh! Bills, cigars, and Monica's vagina. He lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And in Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars reportedly to go in blind. I can't stand that much. Now Clinton, he was working hard late nights in the ovary office, working on a practical joke. He took a macanudo, put an exploding load in for Monica was blowing rings of smoke. That fucking bitch. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. All right. She lets out a giggle every time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Please don't say the F word. Oh, people feel that Hillary's been made a fool of by her husband. Feel that Hillary was wronged. Outrageous. Up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing.
doing her with Bill's old bong. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. Yes! She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. Because the car and her vagina, she don't mind. Yes. Oh, candy and dandy. Yeah, does master is faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a tipperillo and put it in a brim. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now. About two, three times a year, something comes along that is a major classic, and that Boys and Girls is one of them. Boy, I just get so, I get goosebumps hearing that. I just get all emotional. By the way, our poll question today is which? No. Do you like better, that one? No. Or this one? That's our poll question today? Uh, no. And you like? Yes. Or? No. Or? Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Or how about, uh-huh. kind of like undecided? We have two open lines of day two in Broward. They're dropping nuclear weapons on Homestead. Any interest out there? No. Okay, 560560. Tom 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Bad mistake. Every time I come in here and start getting really morose and depressed and taking everything seriously, these people get very upset about that. But you know something? In spite of that, I still sneak it all in there. Regardless, I've been doing that for years. I still sneak it all in there, get my stuff across, in spite of the fact I think this is a, you know, a silly place. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Lady in Miami. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Neil. I don't get a chance to listen to your show very often. I have a comment, and then I have a couple questions mm-hmm. for you. First of all, uh, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I do not condone the behavior of any of those, the Jerry Falwells and the Pat Robertsons and them. They are nothing but hypocrites. If they were supposedly, quote, called to preach the gospel, we were taught to forgive and move on. Mm-hmm. And they, they are so vindictive, and the... Republicans with their self-righteous hypocrites, and Ken Starr with that Bible-carrying smirk of his yeah. on his face. I hope well, you know, per- he's always taking out the garbage, and I guess he's the expert when it comes to garbage. Well, the thing is, uh, there's an old saying, Neil, what goes around comes around, and yeah. he's going to get his in spades. And now I have two questions. Yes, ma'am. On the impeachment, mm-hmm. if the Republicans were so interested and so gung-ho to call witnesses like they are in the Senate, what happened to them not calling witnesses in their own? In the House, right. In the House. Well, that's, that's, that's by Senator Bryan from Nevada is on CNN right now and just got through saying exactly the same thing. And it's, it's, I just don't understand these people in the media who have that convenient Alzheimer's again. Anybody with a brain would be asking that question. We all remember Henry Hyde and Tom DeLay and the others getting up there and saying very adamantly, we don't need any witnesses. We've got everything on the record. This testimony was all in front of the grand jury. There's no reason to call these people back because they would never change their testimony because that would make them perjurers and they would go straight to jail. So it's all right there in the report. There's 8 million pages and let's go on with life. We don't need it to make our decision. And then they drafted two articles of impeachment and presented in such a way not for the Senate to decide, but they presented them in a way where they said that Clinton should be removed from office based on their findings. So if they've got all the evidence, if they had enough evidence to make that determination, why in the world, except to drag it out, of course, and of open course. up the door for more crap to be brought in, why in the world should the Senate now call witnesses? It makes no sense. And None. 
I, 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 to me, this is just you see, totally, what, you know what oh. they're terrified? I'll, I'll give you the answer. What they are terrified of is that this thing is going to be resolved very quickly, and they're going to sit down for a couple of days and give their side, and the president's attorneys are going to sit down and give his side, and then they'll put their questions in writing, and that'll take another day, and then they'll take the first vote. And the first vote will be 51 to 50, or maybe more than 51, to adjourn, to get the whole thing over with. That's what they're pinging their pants about. And they're scared to death that it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. But right, I that's, that's now you got it. That's passing. right. They're between a rock and a hard place because they carried it this far with a fanatical degree of hysteria. And now if, uh, if, if the Senate doesn't finish him off, now they're really screwed in uh, 2000. Okay, and my second question is, who has the power to shut down Ken Starr, his office? He's continuing. Janet Reno. Well, boy, she sure lost Well, yeah, but, yeah, but can't you see? I mean, don't you see the political implications of that? She can't put him out of business. I mean, the president could fire him just like Nixon did, fire the special prosecutor, and that would guarantee he'd be out. But the thing is, wasn't he hired, first of all, to, he took over the Whitewater. They didn't find anything in there. Right. All the other gates that they had, they didn't find right. anything in there. And he was selected, by the way, by Jesse Helms and Senator Fair Locke Faircloth and all those other right-wingers in North Carolina. Okay. They're the ones who uh, got him in there. And then he finished his report on, on the Lewinsky deal. Yeah. Sent it to Congress. Yeah. Now shut him down. There's no more out there. Well, let's get the Beach Boys to shut it down. Well, we need to do something because the man is a, uh, is a menace, and I don't want him wasting my taxpayers' dollars anymore. All right. Have a great day. You too, Neil. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. There you go. Oh! That's a nice Christian lady, and she says, uh, Ken Starr's full of crap is what you said. In fact, she said, he's an asshole. Well, I said it. She wasn't going to say it. I'll say it because I'm not a Christian. I'm just a heathen. Bastard. We have an open line at date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Liars, hypocrites. One day they're saying one thing. The next day they're saying something else. And, of course, they realize at this point that everybody is so inundated with this crap that nobody except the most rabid people with no lives who are watching MSNBC, nobody can stomach another minute of this bull crap, of this dung. Nice going, Tom Harkin. Oh! Cow dung, that's what it is. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, how you doing, Neil? Great. Uh, I got to tell you, I think Al Goldstein said it the best. That yeah. if the gov- government wants to spend all this kind of money trying to investigate the right porn, it, it's it, you know he's, he's going to put a lot of uh, a lot of good uh, companies out of business mm-hmm. that are already in this business, you know. And uh, I think they just need to focus this. Uh, the, the country and the continuing to grow. And I think Al said it best when he pulled Ken Starr. You're looking for glory holes. I think that summed it up well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I mean, we got to focus. The, the entire world is looking, laughing at what we're doing. You know, this. I don't really care whether the president had an affair or not. I, I just want to know that he's doing the right thing and, and guiding our country. Um, I think he's going to make a lot of people who are Republicans uh, uh, convert to Democrats. I keep reading letters to the editor in papers uh, every day from people saying that after after 20 years, after 40 years, after 50 years, I'm switching. I was a registered Republican all those years. Now I'm becoming a Democrat. I'm switching because I'm so nauseated by, by the uh, fanaticism of my party and this hysterical witch hunt, this uh, lynch mob. It, it, it's it's every really, day. who cares? I mean, if he would have lied about... About uh, uh, anything you know, that had money, to do with money, government money, business, money, like, right. like 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 funneling uh, money to the Contras, right? Uh, something like that. Then maybe we ought to impeach him, right? Like they should have under Reagan and Bush, right? Or, or or some sort of real good scam that he's going to profit. You know, he profited from his office, right? Definitely, I'd be the first one out there with, uh, with a banner out yeah, of it. Well, place. they don't have it. They spent fifty million dollars and they still couldn't find it. So now we got penis gate. Right, that's, and that's 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 the whole key. And so he lied. He, let's say he really did lie. He lied. What did he lie? He lied about himself under under oath. 
who cares? I mean, it's like, who else hasn't done that, you know? Well, so far, we're not finding out too many. Okay, have a great day, pal. So that thing about Trent Lott, boy, I can, don't let me uh, be asleep on the day that that story comes out. Woo, if that's true. Supposedly at Hanky Panky with two guys while in college, and supposedly is one of the next on the list, the big fish that Larry Flynn is going to fry, Trent Lott, Mr. Self-Righteous Piece of Turd, opening up a big mouth. Maybe he was doing it with Reggie White. Wouldn't that be something? Huh? That would be uh -huh. quite a revelation. See, one thing I've discovered is that homophobic people, see, or like George says, he makes a good point, that is most heterosexual people are not concerned with other people's sex lives, unless they're molesting children, something like that, unless they're raping somebody, abusing somebody. But other than that, most ordinary people aren't concerned with who other people are doing because it doesn't affect them. It doesn't interest them. So that when you get rabidly homophobic people, I have generally found throughout my lifetime that people of that ilk are people who've got real serious hang-ups and problems of their own. As in, you can hear the skeletons rattling in their closet. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Miami. Yes, sir. Neil. Speaking. L love the show. Of course. First of all, and I want to vote on the no. Yes. Um, I, no. I, that's no. The, that's <laughs> the original. No. no. Actually, it's the original one, Neil. You used to use no. last no. year. No. 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 That's the one. That's the original. That's Larry King. Well, that's the Isn't one. Isn't that Larry King? Uh -huh. Yeah, that's Larry King going. No. That's the one, Neil. Only fifty dollars. No. What about the Jamaican? Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. What about it? Uh, can I hear it? Can you hear it? Sure. For a million dollars. Yeah, man. Have a great day, pal. Get out of here. Two open lines in date. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Ted Levine, the one who plays Buffalo Bill. Yes. He's in a movie. Uh, the movie's not that good, but it's on HBO Short Time called Bullets. How it places the lotion in the basket. Yeah. With, with Mickey Rourke, where he play, you've got with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, who's terrible, of course. Of course. But we already he, know that he plays his brother, and he's walking around in his dirty robe and dirty white underwear the whole movie. He's like a paramilitary guy who's waiting for the next war. He's walking around with bazookas, and he's really out of it and wacko. Put the lotion in the basket. Yeah. He's really good. He's good when he plays those wackos. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to tell you that if you, if you just to see that movie Bullets to tape it. Fast forward to his scenes. He's really good. In okay, it. excellent. Thanks for the your good news. Okay, bye. Good news, right? Yes. Open line at day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Listen, I want to vote on the note, too. It's for me, for sure. It's Jeff Levine, and I don't know if you had this on tape, but when you had uh, Buffalo Bill call that dermatology office, it was the most hilarious conversation. Yeah, no, we don't have that. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line in day one in power, 5670560, pound 560, on the simpleton, I mean, on the AT&T wireless line. Oh, God, who are you kidding, Neil? Are you kidding yourself all these years? Yeah. You're just fooling yourself. You're just diddling with it. Here's uh, Cooper City. Hello. Gee, you don't have it? You should get it. Get what? Whatever the guy wants. I got it. Listen, did you, uh, he's Larry get Flint it last night? Yes. Did you hear it? What is it? Larry Flint last night? What about it? Well, you know, he's got that whole investigation. What do you thing. think I've been talking about here for two well, hours I, today? I, I asked George. Listening? George said nobody brought it up. Nobody brought what up? The fact that Larry Flint had a statue of two people in, 60, um, in the uh, doing doggy style. Oh, I didn't hear that. Right behind him. No. I gotta watch the tape. Well, where the hell is that from? Where did you see that? It's on C-SPAN. Oh, on C-SPAN. All right. Now we're yeah. talking. All right. C-SPAN showing people guys. doing a Doogie style. Was that on after or before Doogie, Doogie Howser? That's the best thing I saw this morning. Okay, thank you. God bless you. 
We have, in fact, we're going to have a contest between Al Goldstein and Larry Flint to see who's the most perverted and uh, who's the most popular, which we love them both. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. I would win that contest, hands down. Okay. How are you doing, Neil? Great. Uh, you know, they had Flint on Good Morning America this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, too bad I wasn't watching like everybody else. Uh, it was incredible. Yeah, like everybody else. Not a single jerk-off is mentioned in it. But anyway, because this, this is really pertinent to what you're talking about. Yeah. First of all, uh, that guy that called in and says he would like to see, you know, Flint doing the same thing to Democrats. Uh, that no, he meant... wants Rupert Murdoch. He wants a good right-winger like Rupert Murdoch doing it, too. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, that's, that's correct. But he, what he said was that he, when he did this investigation, he found eight Republicans, and he found one Democrat. Yeah. And so he says he's going to expose them all. He doesn't care if they're Republican or Democrat. He's trying to show the hypocrisy oh, great. in government. He doesn't care if it's Republican or Democrat. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's for that guy. You don't need I mean, Rupert, it doesn't, you don't take, need a Rupert it doesn't take a genius to figure out why Bob Livingston and uh, Bob Barr would be two of the first ones that he would expose that's right. in light of what's going on. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. Right. That was going to be my second point. The reason why he's, he's doing that is exactly because these are the ones that are barking the loudest. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Gingrich is, is another one that uh, yeah, that eventually they'll find something on. Because well, no, they already had him. That's why he's gone. I guarantee you can bet your life on it. That's why he's a long gone. Down, you think Real so? fast. You bet. Yeah. I, you know. All right. We're on the same way, Lake. I just wanted to touch base with you about that. It was a very interesting interview. Well, like Tiny Tim said, God bless Larry Flint. <laughs> Take care. And have a great day. Isn't that what Tiny Tim said? I think so. Yeah. We have an open line at date one in Broward, five six seven. Our poll question, Elvis. Is it Elvis? Is it Michael Jordan? Is it No or is it No or does anybody care? No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. It's eleven fifty seven at QAM. That son of a bitch, what kind of sick weirdo is he? This is Debbie. Yeah, hi Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you had some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, face lift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my, uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm -hmm. I don't know what they would do it the right puts away. the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Mm-hmm. Laser surgery. Mm-hmm. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um... My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little information from you, okay? Just one moment. You, it right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it advice? puts the lotion in the basket. Okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit and nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. 
Okay, I will talk to you another time, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? I told you I wouldn't play that. What's that line? Yes. 1202 at 560 WQM. We have two open lines in date. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I think my flush is starting to go. I'm starting to feel great. Maybe because there's fresh air in here. Maybe because I'm breathing fresh air and I'm not on that stuffy Delta plane inhaling that horrible. I'm positive that's what was it. Sounds like a major lawsuit to me. Here's a lady in Naples. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. First of all, I want to say I love your new no. I don't know why everybody's complaining about it. No. I think it's great. No. I think it's spectacular. And um. And, and if they like the bit that I just played, how could they not like it? No. Huh? I mean, what's great. wrong with these people? I can't they believe can't somebody. king anytime, right? No. Right. So I wanted to ask you, I wanted to um, go back to Europe. I, ha I haven't been Please. to Rome, and I know you went to Amsterdam. Yeah. So, um, I've been to both places about 70 or 80 times, yes. Well, are they really close to go to both, or is it... It's about two hours flying time. Well, that's not bad. No, not at all. It's like flying less from here than here to New York. I remember I was in Boca when that guy called up and said, Did you have wild gay sex over there? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a guy with no life, and he's uh, sitting there uh, conjuring up. I mean, the idea of me having wild any kind of sex, I mean, just so uh, amusing. <laughs> Such a compliment. Well, he figured you didn't smoke pot, so you should have been smoking something. Right. Else. Um, my brother calls you all the time. He's the one that lost 30 pounds smoking crack. Right. Yeah, he called me yesterday. He said, listen, listen, I heard him smoking. When is he getting out? Huh? I don't know. When is he going to get out of the crack? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to bake react him, but I'm, I'm over here in Naples, and he's in Fort Lauderdale. But he's listening right now. Probably Wait. smoking it. Well, I, I, we probably already heard from him today from the sound of it. Okay, well, listen, have a great day. And oh. Where are you going to go? I'm going to Toronto in two weeks. Great. Well, that's a good choice. So put your ass off. I'm It'll just, be good. Just thinking about going to Amsterdam because I met this girl, and she lives over there. But um, I knew you go to uh, Rome all the time. So. Yeah. Where do you, do you stay in Amsterdam. Rome? Go to Amsterdam. Go to Forget Amsterdam. Rome. Go to, you'll have a great time. All righty. Forget about Rome. Leave that to the Pope, okay? <laughs> the Pope got off the plane and said, sorry, folks, I'm too pooped to Pope. Okay, have a great day. Like I said, we have an open line in Broward. I think she beat us to it. I think she's already been there and just yeah, got back to good stuff. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Wow. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. North Miami Beach is gone? Oh, you're right there. Yeah, I just wanted to say that the reason... You sound that very I, distant, like you have like uh, something over the phone? No, no. Oh, there you go. Uh, the reason that the House wanted to finish their affairs so fast that mm -hmm. they didn't call witnesses mm -hmm. was because, because the new House coming time, in... The new House comes in as five fewer Republicans, right? That's right. Right, that's why they had the full court press on. That's why there was a deadline, which anybody with a brain knows that when you're dealing with the impeachment of a president, there shouldn't be any deadline, unless, of course, for politically expedient purposes, which it was. Excellent. Okay. Right, on, right on target, sir. Excellent point. Okay, all the deadlines are open, all three of them, all 600 of them, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, happy forum, Neil. And back to you. Hey, I got when a couple is forum, things. by the way? It's got to be within uh, the next three or four weeks, I think. And probably. I'm not a Jew, but... Uh, I, hey, you don't, have I to be, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy a good hummantage. Happy forum! Hey, listen, I got a couple things I want to talk to you about. First thing is... Uh, don't you think this would be a pretty good time for, like, a new political party to emerge that would be more representative of most people? I mean, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Yeah. And, and, you too know. bad that little twerp Ross Perot screwed up that thing he was doing. I know that Jesse Ventura got in on that party, but he didn't win because it was the Reform Party. He got in because he was Jesse uh, the Body Ventura. But I mean, uh, too bad we don't have an alternative because the Republican Party basically is history. They have imploded. They have self-destructed right in front of our very eyes these last uh, couple of months. 
they're a bunch of morons at this point. Yes. But uh, the other thing I wanted to say is it's kind of a programming note. You ever thought about uh, seeing if you get the Beasleys to get back on, uh, let's say, morning hours to replace uh, the worst team? And no, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get up. They, they asked me that when I came here. I wouldn't do mornings again for all the money in the world. There, there isn't enough money to get me to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning anymore. Because really, I mean, the only morning show that's even worth listening to is Bob and Tom, and if you're past uh, 595, you can't get the station. So. Yeah, well, better than me. I'm not getting up at 4 in the morning, Tom. Too right. old fart. Love you, Neil. Have a great day. Bye. We have an open line in uh, Broward. All three in Dade. What's wrong with these people in Dade County? Is the cat got your tongue today, or are you uh, killing a cat on the front lawn for lunch? Maybe that's what it is, huh? Some of you barbarians in Dade County out there that have got uh, no opinion about anything in the goddamn world, except uh, where's the pelota? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Where is the pelota? Anybody know? No. Anybody? No. Here's a mobile in plantation. Hello. Hey Neil. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I want to put my vote in for the Larry King now. Okay, thank you. Okay, open line at Broward, all three in day. Last call for phone calls today, and then we're gonna wrap her up. We're gonna just zip it up real tight with a ziploc bag and go smoke it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Every now and then, you know, you're rolling along. It's always a rocky road in this town. And then yesterday started a new era. Every, you know, with the holiday era, this era, and you go a couple of weeks, everything's great. And then comes along a new uh, bump in the road. That's the way it is doing a show in this town. 5670560. Oh, Are you following me? Am I going too fast, perhaps? Yes. 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the eight, mobile one line, whatever one it is this hour. We pay for it. And the call, too. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. You know, they call it sports radio, but this morning all they do is take calls from idiots. Did you yeah. hear the... I know I did not hear, sir, and evidently you didn't hear the beginning of my show. I have CDs in my car now. I do not listen to radio anymore, any station. I listen to music, and I'm very happy about it. It's not even my sports radio. Very well, and don't listen to it. <clears throat> very simple. I solved his problem immediately, if not sooner. Don't listen to it. That's what I'm doing. I listened to my music. I listened to Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell coming to work this morning. It was a machaya, man. I was so happy. I was, uh, didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I've heard my last press conference, boys and girls, from some very unimportant jock. I've heard the last one. Wow. Including Michael Jordan. Are we going to have his press conference on the show? No. <laughs> oh, Barry Jackass will be upset. I hope Michael Jordan, when he retires tomorrow, I hope he holds his press conference between 10 and 2. Will we broadcast it on this show? Absolutely, positively. No. No chance. But isn't he really important? No. Like in the scheme of things? No. I mean, in the scheme of dollars and cents, uh, that's, he's important in that scheme. Nine minutes past noon at 560 WQM. The Hank Goldberg Show at 2. We got Bookster talking baseball for some strange reason between 6 and 8 at Chulos. Then Bookster talking other stuff from 8 to 10. Ed Kaplan talking serious gambling 10 o'clock tonight. Happy Forum! Okay. Kind of a fact. They Jackson 
WQAM. Wouldn't that be something if it turned out that, uh, you know, some of these people, I don't want to start mentioning no names, you know, like Bob Barr. Uh-huh. Wow. Maybe he was doing a little while. And uh, who was the other one? Tom DeLay. Uh-huh. Wow. And that BDI Charles Kennedy from Florida. Oh! I'm serious. I would have an accident squirt, in squirt. my pants if that turned out to be true. Wouldn't surprise me. He looks like a real closet case to me, that BDI little twerp. Takes one to know one, sweetheart. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised that between doing all of this interrogating, I know what he's doing. You're looking for glory hole. Right. Probably one of those guys you run into at the truck stop up there in Lakeland. You know, all you truckers out there, let's hear about Charles Kennedy. By the way, speaking of uh, let's hear about it, anybody see that? Because uh, I forgot about it last night on E&E, Tony Perkins' bio. No. Which I've already seen before, but my memory, you know, how weak it is. And I'm wondering on that thing, do they really mention Tab Hunter by name? Because he's still alive and very much in denial, by the way. Like, he's is he kidding anybody, Tab Hunter? No. Oh. Come on, sweetheart. Who are you kidding? Yeah, that was a hot and heavy... I guess I read about that in the Celluloid Closet. Wasn't that the name of the book? Yeah, great book. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hollywood. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you? Great. Uh, my vote goes for the... Uh-huh. Yeah. That's uh-huh. my vote. Yeah. And I want to tell you that I'm a registered Republican and I'm throwing it away. Throw it away. I can't, I can't believe these people. I can't when believe... Don't throw it out. What's that? When in doubt, get out. While well, getting is good, before they won't let you out. I'm in, I'm in definite. I'm in definite doubt. Let me tell you this: right, right-wing conservatives. They think they're right-wing conservatives, and look what they're doing. All these, all these things coming up. Yeah. From from one. Well, to that's the, other. the motto of the Republican Party now. Don't do as we uh, do. Do as we say. That's their new motto. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a shame these people are. Well, God bless you, sir. Great show. Thank and you. And have a great day. Bye-bye. We have an open line in Broward, two and date. Five, six, anybody see that Tony Perkins bio on A&E last night that somebody called it to remind me about? Did he see it? No. Did anybody see no. it? No. Okay, I'm just asking in passing. I was busy watching hockey games, so I wouldn't have seen it. I'm a real intellectual. I watch my hockey games. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Love yeah. your show today. Uh-huh. My vote is for Buffalo Bill. Yes. Republicans are a bunch of hypocrites. Yes. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Dade County's open, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Let's hear it for her, huh? Oh! Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? You'll have okay. to excuse me. I'm carrying ice around my grind here. Your what? Uh, yeah, I got 10 stitches the other day. I had a little operation. On your groin? And Yeah. In your rectum? Okay. No, my testicles. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Anyway, they said I'd be out. I did it Friday. I'm supposed to be back to work today. Here I am sitting here. Uh, listen, I just thinking about what you said about the wrestlers. Yeah, is that true that that uh, that little twerp Perot was behind him? No, it wasn't necessarily that he was behind him. He ran on the Reform Party. I don't know that Perot had anything to do with him directly, but he that's the uh, party uh, he ran on. Oh, oh well, because because I, I was wondering how could he win? You know, I mean, I guess maybe he, he won because he was Jesse the Body Ventura. That's how he won. Yeah. Because he was a wrestler, and people like professional wrestlers. That's why. Because uh, and if they, if they could bring gorgeous George back to life, they'd probably make yeah, him. Yeah, I remember uh, him. You're my Governor of California. Anthony Rocca. What is it? Anthony Rocca. Remember that guy with no shoes? No. Oh, okay. All right, that's all I got to say. Okay, heal up fast, pal. Good luck to you. You'll need it. 
Okay, open line in Broward, all three in Dade. Dade County is on the rag big time today. Boy, they're probably all out there partying with Xavier Suarez. 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Just a warning to some of your listeners. Four of Plantation's finest are on University on the medium strip. Yeah, pointing University their things. Where? Pointing their things at the at the motorist. University at where, sir? University north of Broward Boulevard. Okay. Just as you're crossing from the south, they're there. All four of them on uh, motorcycles, and they're 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 waiting uh, to trough. Go to the trough. Okay, thanks a lot. Oh, they're going to the trough maybe for lunch. Trough 17 at 560 WQM. Where's that? Uh, oh, yeah. Because we're not, this response here is pathetic, to be honest with you. I'm embarrassed and humiliated for this audience, for this community. I mean, of course, that's nothing new. Am I always embarrassed and humiliated uh -huh. for them? New Year's resolutions by Howard Beale in the CityLink this week, who writes great columns in there about uh, the media. And he has some, I won't read the, uh, the, the foreplay. But he has suggestions for each of the local TV stations as far as their newscasts are concerned. For Channel 4, he says, stop showing the Working For You promo featuring Ann Roberts and Cambrell Marshall. Everyone in town knows you've stuck it to Marshall. And by the way, she's leaving. You saw that? She's leaving? If, you, if he's such a problem, why are you still using his face and image to curry favor with viewers? Get Brian Norcross off the anchor desk now and tell him the new color of his hair dye makes him look like an ad for the before picture in the new Hair Club for Men ad campaign. Get him off the air now, oh. off the anchor desk. WTVJ Channel 6, it says, try to say the name Willard Shepard without using Gulf War veteran in front of it. Stop propping him up as your Gulf War expert. On One tour of duty does not an expert make. Besides, his analysis is neither informative nor interesting. More reports from Nick Bogert. The man has been in this town for what seems like decades and is the only true reporter you have on the station. I was watching a thing... Was it on, uh, was it that Rat Pack thing they showed the other night? Was it about Giancana? And it was uh, years and years ago in Miami. I think it was Sam Giancana they showed here, or maybe it was Traficante. And Nick Bogert was uh, one of the reporters in the background with a microphone in his post, a very young Nick Bogert. Now wait till you hear this next line for Channel 6. It says, never allow Joe Rose to anchor another sportscast in this life or the next. He reads and performs each show as if it's written for him and has no creative input whatsoever. Then again, that could be a good thing. How do you like that? Woo! The little dog taking a real, real serious shot, huh? Can I find it? I like the wee-wee. WSBN Channel 7, here's Howard Beale's advice. Stop creating those sophomoric and insulting titles for every story, such as Tennessee Takedown for the recent inmate, inmate escape. Stop wasting the reporting talents of Carmel Caffero on insipid stories like a man writing stories about being good to animals. The lady's a pro at what she doesn't deserve better. Make better use of Derek Hayward, although at times he sounds like he should be doing field reports for the National Enquirer. He presents some hard-hitting and extremely interesting stories. For Channel 10, tell Dwight Lauderdale to stop acting and go back to reporting the news. Ann Bishop is doing cartwheels in the netherworld right now over the over-the-top embarrassment he's become. Stop mugging for the camera. And is he getting younger looking or is it just my imagination? No, Howard, it's your imagination. He's getting a lot older looking. Since he shaved off the mustache, he looks like uh, your mama, your, your daddy. More Frank Fort and fewer former jocks doing sports on Channel 10. He says Fort is the last of a dying breed in just about any town. He's upbeat, informed, well-spoken, has an actual interest in something other than football, and is fun to watch. And more Michael Putney, one of the few reporters in town who doesn't do happy talk and does know how to tell a story. His recent package on a changing relations with Cuba couldn't have been done by anybody else in town. 
for WBZL Channel 39. Either do your own newscast or stop using the recycled news provided in your contract with WTVJ, while WSBN is doing original material with the real staff at 10 p.m. This newscast is a sham material from earlier shows, repackaged and poorly presented. And last and certainly least, Whammy Channel 69. Keep Amy Atkins as anchor, but tell her to stop copying the smug and annoying mannerisms of Belkis Nuray and Lynn Martinez, who have taken campy reporting to new lows. Keep doing those quirky stories no one else would touch for fear of being non-traditional. Junk the rest of the show and start over. And while you're at it, condemn Sports Town for what it really is, a three-minute sportscast with an extra 19 minutes of material neither fresh nor interesting, a dismal failure. Oh! Nice going there, Howard Beale. In CityLink magazine, which, like I said, a lot of good stuff in there. Too bad nobody reads it. Here's a, uh, what is it? I'm on the wrong line. Papado Beach, hello. Hey, Neil, somebody needs to tell Gelding that scoring goals is what matters the most in hockey. Yeah, okay, thank you. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello, our last call of the day, and then we go straight to music. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Check this out. Se pone la loción en la canasta. Yeah, which means? It puts the lotion in the basket. Oh, very good. In Espanol, but very, kind of like a uh, you know low-key reading. It puts the lotion in the basket. Well, I'm going to put the CD in the uh, players, what I'm going to do, because we're all done for today. It's nice to be with you. Two hours and 21 minutes and counting. Not too bad. What do we want? Do we want the Backstreet Boys? George will say no to that. How about Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell? Sounds good to me. Last call. Is there any interest left here today? No. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Be nice to be with you here. 12th of January, we're already finished for the year. It's kind of year I like. Three more years like this. Piece of cake. Every day there's something new. Honey, to keep me loving you. And with every passing minute. I do care now that you mentioned it. We just got the bulletin. Peter Worrell was late for practice with the Panthers. He will be benched tomorrow because Terry Murray, as we all know, is running a kindergarten over there instead of like a hockey club, a kindergarten. Not that I'm going to miss him, not that he's really a hockey player who belongs on the team. But there you go. All you people that are waiting to see Peter Worrell score off with Ty Domi and or Chris King tomorrow night. Sorry, because he was late for practice. He's uh, benched for the game tomorrow night. Because Terry Murray, what do you know about him? He's an asshole. And
Marvin Gaye's panties as well, and of course, one thing they've got in common, you do realize they're both dead. What? They were great. Boy, were they great together. And then, of course, there was Kim Weston used to sing with Marvin. She's dead. Not a good idea to be singing with Marvin Gaye because all of a sudden, uh-oh, you're dead. A lot of people that sang with him, and of course, he wound up, you know, a little problem there, a little crack problem. Real shame, Marvin Gaye, one of the greats. That's when, you know, 60s, Motown, all that stuff. I know that black people in Detroit and elsewhere didn't consider that uh, their music. They were too busy listening to crap, okay? That was America's music, baby. That was the best. That was the best. I realized it wasn't this gangster rap, you know. Can't have everything. But God, was that great. I get, I get, seriously, coming to work this morning, I'm listening to that whole album, and I'm just getting goosebumps. Goosebumps hearing some of that stuff for the first time in a long time. Great stuff. Unbelievable music. Unlike the swill, unlike the garbage that passes for it today. But nevertheless. 1220 said, so you know me, I got bad taste. I don't like vanilla ice cream. What can I tell you? Shannon, I Faulkner. Yes! Oh, all right. He's a wonderful toy. Had a major windstorm. Watch the Hershey Highway. And reading Martha Stewart. He's winning lots of races, baby. And the present is winning the past. Rearing her heart with no mistake. Just getting mud for the duck. Boys of the rainbow. Give you a kiss. Speeding on the racetrack. Lassie can maneuver. Has the biggest fan club. And it sucks just like a Hoover. They'll bend over for a guy now, baby. In a pen that he likes to haul. The racing outfit always matches. Maybe that's about Gordon Lewis. Uh-huh. 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 Uh-huh.
Yeah, Terry Murray continues running a kindergarten. Oh, you were two minutes late. I'm going to slap you on the face, and you won't be able to play tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. He's, he's already benched almost everybody on the team. You know, here's a team that was, quite frankly, very lacking in talent, a mediocre team at best, who have, uh, it's amazing they got as many points as they do, and this guy continues acting like a kindergarten teacher because basically he's an asshole like his brother. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. I just have two things for you. Uh, did you hear about this morning that guy who fell into the, the meat grinder at uh, Penn Dutch? No. <laughs> and, uh... Guy fell into a meat grinder? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they had a whole crime scene over there and everything. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of weird. I guess I wouldn't be buying their wieners the next couple of months, though. <laughs> and another thing, I was just... Maybe uh, that's people food. I was just trying to ask George if, you know, if you talked about it or anything, and he was just so rude. I mean... I think you need to get back on vacation. Probably, he probably didn't believe the story. He probably thought you were. I didn't get a chance to tell him the story. He, he already put me on hold. He's, I mean, I think he needs to. But I mean, he just. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to hear the story. He just wants. I just to, wanted to know if you heard it because sometimes you 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 hear the story. Uh, you know, if no, you listen, I didn't hear it. You hang up. Not, I mean, now we heard it. Now we heard it. Okay. Now we heard it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. In other words, you didn't believe me. No. We have an open line. Uh, who cares? Quite frankly, open line at Dayton One at Broward five six seven zero. But thanks very much, pal. Don't take it personal. Just because George is a hard ass pick, okay? Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a lady in Kendall. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, um, Neil. You um, you were. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm nervous. So don't be nervous. Okay. Please. Okay. Um, this morning when you were talking about um the Georgia representative Bob Barr, Barr yeah, uh, yeah. A little um, Nazi, yes. Yeah, a little Nazi, um, which I thought was wonderful news. Um, so I looked up on the Internet to try to find some other information. Yeah. And I got Larry Flint's press conference, but I didn't have anything about Lot. Um, no, not yet. Now, this is um, this the person who faxed this to me put a note. He says the rumor, the heavy rumor, and, and this guy, everything he has faxed me so far the last couple of weeks has been right on target, so he must have, like, an inside pipeline somewhere. But he says... Um, it's heavily rumored to be Trent Lott, who supposedly had hanky-panky with two guys while in college. And again, that's just a rumor, but wouldn't that be sweet, if you pardon that expression? Yeah, I think mm. it would be. Um, uh, and I think those people up in Washington, inside the Beltway, I think they know all this stuff about everybody Of course else, they do. Because they're all big sure they gossips. Mm -hmm. and, um, so they all know what's coming. Um, so to speak, which yeah. Is, <laughs> which is um, why several of them resigned. Right. Um, Why so, Newt ran away like there was a bomb scare in his backyard? <coughs> Excuse me. And the interesting thing is, they don't just re resign their position; they resign their their house. Right. That now you're getting it. I mean, they're really right. running far away from any publicity. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be real interesting the next couple of days. But the only thing that concerns me is the polls were against the President uh, being impeached for so long, and that he's doing a good job. But now the polls are still he's doing a good job. But they're saying that um, most of the people want, 80% of the people want to hear witnesses and have a full trial. I didn't see that. Um, I saw that on, um, actually, I don't think it was a major poll. It was on that no, was, 5 uh, to 7 last night on MSNBC. Oh, MSNBC. Well, John Gibson probably made that one up because the poll I saw on uh, CNN was exactly the opposite. Oh, most good. people want it over as quickly as possible. No witnesses. Get it over with and let's go down with something important like uh, whatever it might be. Good. I'm glad to hear that because that had me. Concerned. Yeah. Pay, listen, don't watch MSNBC. It'll it'll uh, mess your brain up. Believe okay. me. Trust All me. right. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. -bye. Bye. That network, the, the obsessive network, the round-the-clock investigating everybody and anybody network because uh, that's the only way they can get anybody to tune that stupid thing in. 
lot of calls about that whammy thing so far, right? No. Which I, you know, what was the point of my having a television show on a station that none of my listeners watch anyway? Boy, did I ever blow it there those first couple of months talking on and on at length about whammy and this one and people that nobody ever heard of and the people who were here in the building. And uh, was there anybody from this audience watching it? No. I mean, there were, there were some other people watching it who don't get a chance to listen to the show. But uh, generally speaking, this audience has no interest in that show or whammy or anything about it. No. <clears throat> and, and by the way, since we have so many good friends over there, which I still don't have my check from last week, by the way, but since we have so many good close friends over there, wouldn't you think that one of them <coughs> might have called us and given us the information about whatever they had on the news last night, about Charles Kennedy, whoever the end of Tom DeLay and whatever else they might have had on if that guy was right? Wouldn't you have thought that? No. no I wouldn't either. We're, we're dead. We're dead meat, you know. Everybody puts on a good act for you in this town. But like I've told you before, most of the other places in the world, you make a good friend, you got a friend for life. You make a good friend in South Florida, you got a good friend for maybe five minutes, ten minutes, half an hour. Open line in day two in Broward, 5670560 in pound 560 on the mobile one line. Boy, these cough drops, they work, they make you cough. <coughs> yeah, that's why they call them cough drops. I have no idea why I'm even sucking on them. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Nels. Yes. How are you? Okay. Nels, uh, up this, this Bob Barr. No more Nels, told... okay? I don't uh, use that. Uh, I use only a phony name. Let's get with it. Uh, excuse me? I don't know you that well. Let's cut the, oh, okay. cut to the chase. Uh, 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 Bob Barr, okay? Yes. It, up his family tree somewhere. Could there have been Yidlach? I mean, Barshevsky? Is that, you know, possible? Yeah, okay, great. Excellent. Brilliant. Okay, we have uh, Broward lines open, two of them, 5670560. Pond, uh, Nikolai Borshevsky used to play for the Maple Leafs till his spleen got ruptured, and uh, he ain't playing so good no more. <clears throat> Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Good yes, afternoon, Neil. Hi, I'm visiting from New York. Always a pleasure to listen to you when I'm here in uh, Miami. Yes, it is. Uh, first of all, Kim Weston's still alive. Who? Kim Weston, or whatever. Kim Weston is still alive. Hey, That's it. Still alive. Are you sure? Yes, Bob Shannon, WCBS <laughs> FM interviewed her. There you have it. That's a well, that doesn't prove she's alive. Well, you're right. I guess you're right. Bob can talk to the dead, but he is, but uh, she I is think alive. Brian Imus is still on the air, and he's been dead for 10 years. Just look uh, at him. 15, but you're right. You're absolutely correct on right. that. By the way, I think Trent Law was a cheerleader at University of Mississippi. Not that I don't mean that, I You know something? You're right. He was doing the pom-poms. We were talking about that just the other day. Now you start putting the pieces of this puzzle together. He was a cheerleader. He was waving the pom-poms. He was doing a couple of guys in, in class. He was looking for glory holes. You start putting this all together, and you got a lot. Very good. Neil, keep it up. And have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. So Kim Weston, they hit her with five bullets, and she's Ow! still alive. Which is bad news for you if you don't make that deal, if uh, you don't get Sonny to make whatever that is. Open line at Dade and two in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Rip out. <clears throat> Cough drop. Oh, God, it's working like magic. <laughs> Man, that must be the magic bullet in that cough drop, you think? Uh huh. Neil Rogers is my lover. It was a trap. 
Well, if it was good enough for Murphy Brown, it was good enough for Jodie Foster, right? Uh-huh. And who's the father of that baby? Anybody know? It puts the notion in the basket. We have an open line of Dade One in Broward, 567. Maybe, you know, when she was walking by that jail cell? Aha. Uh-huh. Never thought. I think I just solved the problem, baby. Leave it to old... Dale, God. There you go. There's a first. Put that in the Guinness Book of Records. Maybe some of that just sneaked right on in there, you know? Maybe right up her old... Huh? Maybe she put it in her pocket. Yeah. Migs. Open line at date one in Broward, 5670560 is pound 560 on the... Uh, it puts the lotion in the basket. Mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Okay, Um, one thing about the Whammy show, I didn't... Well, it was a good show. I watched it... No, it was it. not a good show. It was a, oh. a grotesque show. It was poorly put together, poorly conceived, and uh, it's not a waste of time even talking about it. Okay, well, I they, say, they, they made no effort to do anything for that show. They just expected by putting my name on there that immediately I'd bring them a four and a five share right off the bat well, just by osmosis, and it didn't happen any more than any of their other shows that happened. Okay, well, the point with me was I work days and nights. Sometimes I got a really uh, very schedule, and I would tape the show right. at night, and when I come home from work late, I'd watch it because sometimes I wouldn't get a chance to hear your show in the daytime, so right. I, you know, and it'd give me something to you know watch. Mm-hmm. So that was the only part of it that I did enjoy, that I got a chance to, you know, see part of the show, at least on days that I had to work in daytime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to ask yourself, what kind of an outfit, what kind of a television station, when the November sweeps come, they start showing reruns of every show that they've ever had on there over and over and a million times because allegedly they ran out of budget and they had no money to put anything original and new on, and then they go to a bunch of old or tired movies that they're showing out and 75 episodes of MASH, and uh, they're, they're, you know, they're jumping up and down because the NBA strike is over and they're going to get to show a few Heat games and a few Marlin games. See, th- this goes to show you they have no idea of what the market is all about, of what pro- original programming is all about. They just think that by throwing ball games on there, they're getting an audience, which they will, you know, whatever it's going to be. But anybody can do that. That could be any station in the market can do that. True. And Very judging, true. judging by their technical expertise on the way they did my show and all of the other ones, God helped the Heat when they put their games on the air. Yeah, well, uh, good luck to them. Right. Thank you very much. And thank you. Okay, two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a call from Fort Myers, no less. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Larry Flint, Mr. Credibility. Yeah. And uh, long live Danny Williams. Who is? He's uh, Bill Clinton's son. Oh, yeah, Danny Williams. Okay, there you go. Fort Myers over there, the Troglodytes with the illegitimate kids. There you go. Isn't that amazing? We picked up a few troglodytes on the West Coast. Of course, you know, that's by osmosis. You just open it. You can just drive through up I-75 over there, open up your windows, and a few troglodytes will uh, just pop right into the car just by osmosis. Three open lines a day. Five. feel so sorry for you people over there on the West Coast. You think we got problems down here. We got murder and mayhem and uh, stuff like that. But, boy, 
you are so removed from the re real world. I mean, you are light years away from anything even connected to the real world. Why do you think the uh, 30 people we have listening over there get on the ground and kiss their radio every day that this show is on? This is their only hint of a contact with the reality. Here's the Surfside. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Did you hear or hear about uh, Brian Murray's interview yesterday with... Uh, Sir, I have no Boog? interest in Brian Murray or Boog or any of that crap, okay? Talk, call the sports shows. Everybody today wants to talk Brian Murray. Not interested, sir. Sorry. All I can tell you is that Terry Murray is benching the, the big black guy named Peter DeMar because he showed up late for practice and continues running the team like a kindergarten, and it's very sad. Not interested, pal. I'm going there tomorrow night to watch the Leafs kick the crap out of the Panthers, and I'm sure I won't be disappointed. We have an open line in Broward, three lines in Dade, 5670560, oh, and pound 560 on a mobile one line on a very, very weak Tuesday. And you know something? Even though I'm feeling much better right now, I think tomorrow I'm going to have, like, a real problem, like, uh, getting in here. Like, maybe the car will break down, or I'll wind up uh, getting a, a nosebleed, something like that. In fact, it felt like a nosebleed, but it's not. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Good. Um, I'm going to say that um, uh, I disagree on some of the things you say, but about I do what? like listen. Uh, just about different things yeah. about. Uh, well, what difference about, does that make? No, it's, no, I'm saying about like like Jesus and stuff. Jesus and stuff. Yeah. Where's that store? Like Where's that look? Is that like next to Toys and uh, Us? No, I'm just saying that Jesus, Jesus and could, stuff. Jesus could save you. What? I said Jesus could save you. From what? From this place. From this place? Right. You mean from this radio station? From no, this there's, call? There, there, there's, a, there's a place for you. And what does that mean? Um, what what does that mean? Instead of talking glib generalities and cliches, what does that mean, sir? What are you trying to say? Save me well, from what? I don't want to be saved. Well, I mean, you could if you want to be. Save from mean, what? Save from what? Save from this place. Well, from what place? From, um... Um, 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 okay, thank you. Um, 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 um. He must be one of those mummers. Um, 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 um. Sure gives a good mum job. Mum, 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 mum. We have an open line in Broward and uh, all of Dade County. He's just uh, deserted us today like uh, like poison. Like they hate us like poison, they probably do. That's okay. That's okay. We all moved out. We had good reason. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. You folks were the reason. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Yo. Yes, sir. Neil, first time, long time. Yes. Now, can you tell me what the last guy was trying to tell me about this place? I don't want to save you from anything. Oh, okay. Okay. I just want to tell you that the old time no. Is the best. Okay, thank you. Okay, why did I know that guy had no material? How did I know that? I just was, as soon as I heard the voice, I knew this guy had absolutely no material. And I, was I right? Was I right? Uh huh. 567 oh, 0560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. See, this should tell, those of you who are listeners and would never call, which is the majority of you, this should tell you a lot about people that would make the effort. Because I'm only, you know, I was only joking like I do on all these imaginary polls, you know. The, no. No. Yeah, I'm only joking about that. But there are people who actually will take the time to call and voice an opinion about that who have no opinion about the impeachment of the president, about people that batter their little kids to death, about any of the other stuff I've talked about here today. No opinion on anything. All the million stuff we had yesterday. Nothing. Man, oh, Manischewitz. God, this is such an exciting place that it just, my uvula starts uh, twittering, thinking about it. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. You're right. He had nothing before he got on. Um, you know what's going on Jesus with uh, and the stuff, though. I like that guy with Jesus and stuff. Yes, go ahead. Uh, it, this is all about the fact that these senators and congressmen want to be 
involved in history. That's all it is. It's history. They know that they're not going to impeach him. They know nothing. Well, I got happen. news for you. The, uh, the House uh, Republicans are going to be involved in history, all right, if they're going to have a black mark over each one of their puss. And, and hopefully they'll all get kicked out in the 2000 election. But, yeah. you know, they, they just all want to be part of history. I mean, there's nobody alive that was here the last time they tried this. And the thing is, that's why they don't have any rules or regulations on how to deal with it. And that's why it changes day to day. So they just want to be involved in it. They, you know how politicians love the limelight and love being considered part of history when they're really just nobody. Yeah, how else could most of these people get on Meet the Press? Tim Russert wouldn't waste his time with most of them. You're right. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560. Even that stupid Bob Schieffer on CBS wouldn't waste his time with most of these, Goyam. He knows better. 5670560, pound 560 on our mobile one line. We have an hour to go. Hank Goldberg at two. Book Shabby, you evidently talked to Brian Murray the other night, and maybe we'll hear about that, but not on this show. He'll be on uh, talking baseball six to eight, then maybe talking other stuff from eight to ten, and then Ed Kaplan talking very serious gambling after ten o'clock tonight. Here's Delray Beach. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I think uh, Jesus was like either a lifeguard because he could save you. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. If if they made out. By the way, John Van Beesbrook, another shutout last night. Oh! Jesus saved. Oh! Yeah. Third, second straight shutout, fourth of the year, 33rd career, and all you people out there, out Rimmer and all these other uh, butt plugs, all these jealous butt plugs, always ripping the Beezer. There you go, all you ungrateful bastards that booed him when he came there. Philadelphia, 13 games without a loss. They're the hottest goddamn team in the league. And Beezer, Beezer. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. Um, if God created Adam and Eve, yes. and then Adam and Eve had two sons, then how is there any kids sisters, after that? They were doing their sisters, sir. Don't you understand? Look around you at the world today. Don't you understand? This is the product of incest and inbreeding for centuries and centuries. Uh-huh. See, God screwed up again. He was supposed to create a son and a daughter. Maybe he did create Adam and Steve. That was the problem. And, the, of course, we're all wondering, was King Abel? Two open lines in uh, Broward, 5670560, pound 560. It's a bubble, my see. Don't you understand, sir? It's a fairy tale. It's a silly story invented by superstitious people and perpetuated by silly, silly people. Oh, God invented the world, and he will put Adam and Eve and the fruit on the pear on the ground and the apple on the tree and the serpent. And the... Oh, jeez. I mean, even little kids would laugh you out of their goddamn uh, playground if you came in telling stories like that. They'd call the goddamn uh, mental police. We got a lunatic in here telling crazy fairy tales, man. Even, uh, what's his name, on Fractured Fairy Tales wouldn't buy into this crap. Oh, you're wrong. How can you go on here and say this? Because somebody's got to. Somebody somewhere in the goddamn world has got to go on and tell reality the way it is. Instead of this goddamn media that pees in their pants with organized... Every, every time organized religion blinks, they have to change their depends again. Oh, gee, we sure don't want to offend anybody. So maybe once every three years, they'll put a story on there like on 60 Minutes about uh, Mike Wallace with a child molesting priest or whatever. Once or every three years. And then the church says, don't do that again. And they say, okay, whatever you say. Okay. Yeah. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I'm uh, the Julia Porker that uh, listens to you every day and used to watch you. Listen, what do you think uh, it's behind that uh, cop giving the other cop a ticket? Don't you think there's something else behind that? Cop giving the other cop a ticket? What is that? I, I don't know. It was all over Channel 7 yesterday. Well, I don't watch Channel 7. Oh, they, was a, they followed them, and then they showed them there. Where was this? Where did this happen? In I-95 in Miami. I-95? Mm-hmm. And what do you give them a ticket for? I don't... Speeding. Yeah. And a police car. Well, good for him. I say more power to him. I say we ought to make him president. <laughs> well, I just thought that you would know maybe there was something behind it. Well, you know, cause how, they would, showed how, it. how would we know that on this I station? Don't know. We don't even have a news wire here. Wow. We, can't, we don't, can just barely crack a window to see if the world is still out there. Well, it was all over the, the, the TV yesterday. Well, we don't, uh, we're not into that. 
Well, I just want you to know. If, that if there were any sports press conferences, we could tell you about that. Uh, I just want you to know that you're the best. I listen to you every day, and I used to watch. And too bad that they took you out of there. Well, you'll survive. Okay, I'll call you some other time. And have a great day. Okay, you when you got some material. Okay, we have two open lines today. One in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the one, the two hour. <laughs> oh, man. Three at five sixty WQM. It's time for our gigantic one to two hour. You know, I really feel sorry for uh, Bob Snyder. He's a nice guy. He's the president of the Miami Matadors. I really do. He sent me a big package this morning, a couple of Matador T-shirts, and some tickets. And 
And, you know, and with a nice letter in here, you'd like to give these away, and the circus break is over, and now their team is playing well. They'd like to make the thing work out in Miami over the next three months. And, uh, you know, I wish him all the luck in the world, but uh, like I told him way back when, before they started, uh, oh, boy, good luck, Bob. You'll need it. You're drawing 1,000 people a game, just barely. 1,005 for the last home game, the Matadors minor league hockey. Good hockey, but is this a hockey town? No. No. So I'll tell you what, I'll give away these, because, uh, you know, he's a good guy, and he's trying I've got four. These are uh, down at the glass, by the way, right in the front row, section 109. Oh, I see. These aren't in the same section, so I can't do that. Okay, well, we'll give, give uh, how are we going to do this? I thought these were all together. Oh, my God, look at that. There's David from Miami. He's going to tell us uh, all we wanted to know. Not, but at any rate, now, are you still working there? Oh, he is working there, and he still came to see us. Did you bring my check by any chance? Haven't got that for last week. Well, then what? I don't work with that part of the Yeah, 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 okay. So what good is he? So at any rate, I got uh, two pair right by the glass and also one parking pass. You, I don't want to do this on the air, okay? This is one time I'll make an exception. Just this one time, ask me about my business. I don't want to do it on the air because, I mean, with all due respect to Bob and the Matadors, does anybody really uh, care? No. No. And I mean, you know, so if you get, call George, and if you get through, and these are right on the glass, give two, you know what I'm saying? They're two pair. Give them away separately, two people, and whoever you want to give the preferred parking pass, the VIP pass, be my guest. So you can do that off the air, okay? Not on the air. Uh, George will talk to you off the air and take care of that. Please. Here's Coconut Grove. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, I just want to pipe in on all this uh, Clinton crap. Uh, Be my guest. Pipe first, away. First, I want to tell everybody that MSNBC is, bunch, is basically a bunch of Rush Limbaugh refugees. Right. And their polls are always Skewed. the opposite right. of reality. So it's rather humorous to watch that. So if anybody was to just turn on MSNBC and nothing else, no, they, they have get, a very skewered view of life. They get right. completely backwards, mm -hmm. mathematically backwards from the regular population. And I, I think that John Gibson is almost as rabid as Bob Barr. Maybe we ought to start looking at his life. I, I think the letter stands for more smearing news about Bill Clinton. Yeah, excellent. That's, that's, that's mm -hmm. what I call it. Um, a lot of people are always, uh, these, these reporters are the worst ones, and I mean the big famous ones, Barbara Walters and, and Sam Donaldson. She, she's idiot. a reporter? I mean, they're the ones that are really... Barbara Wallace is a reporter. She can't even speak. <laughs> they think she that... can't even speak, and she's on ABC, they're... and now they got him on 50 times a week. Her and Hugh Downs, it looks like he's been dead for 20 years. They're, they're even Hymas to... looks animated compared to Hugh Downs. They're trying to pump up all the legitimacy of this crap because they somehow think that it'll stick to them and their career or something. It's really more about their career than anything else, and that's why this story has really lingered around. It's because all of them want to fancy themselves to be a Woodward and Bernstein or something. They think they're going to have a movie made about them, like Michael Isakoff or whatever. Mm -hmm. The whole thing has been driven by real petty ambition. Yeah, so me media driven. I've been saying that all along. This thing could never have gotten off first base if the media wouldn't have run into a frenzy with it. If a bunch of people didn't want their hairstyles and their bonuses and stuff to like put them out and make them famous. Yeah. But, uh, so they think they're clever. Barbara's always quoting how uh, Bill Clinton wanted to uh, impeach Nixon. Oh, Larry King tonight, by the way. I wouldn't want to promote Larry King, uh -huh. but tonight, Larry Flint with Larry King, 9 o'clock tonight. Oh, he's the coolest. That's my hero. There you go. Larry Flint. And uh, the bottom line, though, is nobody ever seems to mention the fact, I haven't heard too many people mention the fact, that when Ken Starr was Solicitor General or Assistant Solicitor General of some Republican, he wrote a big legal document on what a danger the independent counsel law was right. and how it would be a misuse of power and too much power in one man's hands. Mm-hmm. 
And I never hear anybody say that on. Well, any people of ought to read that James Carville book and the horse he rode in on. If they oh, want to yeah. get the, they want to get the goods on Ken Starr and what a right wing piece of turd he is. Well, and how Richard Mellon Scaife and Jesse Helms and uh, he lobbied for the lobbied job of independent counsel. Well, they're the, they're the ones that uh, stuck him in there. And the other book by the guy that wrote Outrage, uh, No Island of Sanity. I want to push that. Uh, who's the guy that wrote about the O.J. Simpson trial? What a ripoff it was, or well, whatever. Vincent Gliosi. Right. He wrote. Are you familiar with No Island of Sanity? No. Oh wow. He wrote. This is his latest one. Yeah. Uh, it's a dissection of the Supreme Court decision to allow the Paula Jones lawsuit to go forward mm -hmm. against the sitting president, and he rips the court. Uh, he rips them. I mean, you got to read this thing. He, Excellent. He well, says, maybe we can try the Supreme, uh, at least William Rehnquist and O.J. at the well, same okay, time. And, 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 I'll, and I'll finish clo in closing with Rehnquist. Rehnquist wrote a big uh, legal brief in the 50s. He was a segregationist. Yeah. Wrote over and over again that segregation was constitutional. And like I said, Robert Byrd was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. But, hey, listen, you know, they got C.A. Have a great day. Pat. All right. Okay, we have an open line at date one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 in the AT&T wireless line. Don't be sneaking into the past to all these guys because uh, they stole a freight train. I hate to break the news to you. Every time I use that expression, they're wondering, why would you ever say that? Well, these guys, they did steal a freight train. Where have all the communists gone? Just a short decade ago, they were everywhere. And now they're as rare as a playboy in Richard Simmons' bedroom. Unless you pick up tickets for this weekend's Disney Presents Commies on Ice. Former dictator-loving, red-tape-spreading commie bastards are now on the ice and twirling their pinko little hearts out for you and your family. Watch the Stalin Six juggle their sickles and hammers as they twist and turn in elegant formations resembling battle tactics they never got to use. Gaze in amazement as Vladimir Jackoff performs the nearly impossible Bolshevik 1440-degree revolution. It's Disney presents Commies on Ice, employment for Pinkos, and entertainment for you, this weekend only. Okay, we have verification. David from Whammy just told me that that's a true story. And you were getting pissed off at that guy from the beach. It's a true story. guy fell into the uh, meat grinder at Penn Dutch Meats, and now he's uh, dead meat. He, like, the whole, he fell in? I mean, like, uh, the whole body? Not just a finger, not just a toe. The whole body fell in there. Like the liver and the kidneys and the pupic and the heart. Jesus, God Almighty, maybe maybe that's going to be the uh, new slogan over there at Penn Dutch Meats. Where the hell is it already? Anybody have a heart or a liver? Thank you, Jennifer. So this poor guy fell in the meat grinder, so I'd be uh, watching my meat real closely from now on if I were you, even especially Bob Barr. Watch your meat real close, mister. We have two open lines in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a lady in Jupiter. Hello. Hello. See you, David. Lady in Jupiter, yes. You there? Yes, I am. Hello, how are you? Okay. Thank you for brightening my day. You always make me laugh. Sure. I was watching uh, <laughs> I was watching something on cable and I saw something that might interest you. Okay. It is uh, you know how they put out those CDs like for the seventies and the eighties? Right. Well this is called Mob Hit. Oh, I've seen that. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you'd gotten a phone number or not, but I thought about you and thought you'd get a kick out of it. I, th I thought that was a very bizarre, uh, strange... It's, uh, it's songs from all the mafia movies. Yeah. I thought good fellas. I thought it was real strange, too, but I thought, come home. you know, what the hell? Society's weird anyway. Yeah. That's uh, bizarre. But hey, there are a lot of people out there like mob movies, so why the hell not? In fact, True. maybe maybe the mob went out and bought it. Maybe the mob is the one that's financing it. Could be. So, okay, Neil, that's all I had to say. Have a good day. I'm back to you. Take care. Yeah, but I think he's dead. He's not seeing any new songs. Is he, you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. I don't want to mention Frankie Panky, by the way.
Yes, the tickets are gone, just so people can stop calling police. Yeah, stop calling, George, for the free tickets and open up our lines again, okay, so we can get some real callers on here. But I'm glad I did that. No, I'd like to help out Bob Snyder, but that's not, I don't want to, I, I shouldn't say that. Because I know he's desperate and he knows that I'm Mr. Hockey, but I just, uh, you know, what can I do? This is not a hockey town. If you would have just talked to me first, Bob, if you would have asked me, do you think that this is going to fly in Miami, I would have said, no. No way. I mean, even if he got, you know, everybody that goes there tells me it's an exciting team and it's, uh, you know, good minor league hockey and they play real hard and real tough and physical and, uh, you know, exciting games and uh, nobody shows up. They were starting out with like 2,500 people a game, then 2,200, then 1,500, then 1,100, and then like a little over 1,000 the last two games. A dwindling number. No. Right. So good luck to you, Bob, because you're a good guy, and you got uh, anything that has to do with hockey, I'm always all for, but uh, unfortunately, you're in Miami. And like I told you the other day, and this is the truest damn thing I could ever tell you, you go in the Macarena like I'll be there tomorrow night for the Leafs-Panthers game, there are 18,000, 19,000 bodies in the seats. Some of us are hockey fans, but generally speaking, there are 18,000, 19,000 bodies in the seats. And let me just again mention one more time, because maybe some people have got convenient Alzheimer's, the old CA again, that tomorrow night I'll have a special interest in watching every part of that game tomorrow night. I don't want any assholes standing in front of me, holding their kids up in the air. I don't want no shenanigans. I don't want any sideshow in front of me tomorrow night. I want to watch the game. Got it? No. That's what I figured. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Great. Hey, I am just glad to know that I am not living in the most screwed up town in the nation. Washington, D.C. takes the cake by a million. Yeah. I'm telling you this right now. In, in Washington, D.C. You know, the thing that's bizarre about that, and I've never been able to figure it out, Washington is always way up there in murders and crime, and it's just a filthy, disgusting place, with or without Marion Barry, who's finally getting out of there. But, you know, the, the president and the Congress are all right up there, you know, in the middle of the city. Wouldn't you think, even though I realize that they're federal officials, but even so, wouldn't you think that they would be doing something about uh, cleaning the place up that they live and work in? Yeah, I know. No. But the thing is, I feel that we are just a bunch of sheep. All we're doing is just listening to the media. You're just, like, hawking this thing to us. They're spending about, well, just in the house alone, they make about $130,000 a year. I mean, just doing what they just did in uh, sending the articles of impeachment. And then the, I don't know how much the senators make. The senators make like almost 200000 I mean, huh. Most of the guys in the Senate are uh, wealthy anyway. Most of them are millionaires. Yeah, but still, they're spending our money, our, our, our hard-earned money. Yeah, so what, we, so, so what have we ever had to say about that? Well, what, well, what if we ever had anything to say about that? That's why I resent bitterly this idea that I got to pay for almost forty percent of my hard-earned income every year, beating my brains out in this place every day. Forty percent of it to them. I wouldn't mind paying forty percent if I knew if it was going for something worthwhile, but it's going for crap. It is going for crap. Right. And you know what? I'm going to say about it. My sounds solution. like taxation without representation is what it sounds like to me. Like a bunch of crap. Right. My solution. Let's is have a goddamn tea party in the uh, tea room or maybe my a tea dance. My solution for Clinton... Maybe Bob Barr will be there in the T-Dance. Yes, or Trent Lott. Get, get him a bunch of women. Hey, let him finish out his term. Forget about it. And if you want to nail him about the law, fine. All right. So he committed perjury. Big deal. Let him... Get after him after he's done. Take it easy, Neil. Okay, have a great day. I think Monica said he's done. Isn't he done? Squirt, squirt. Yeah, he's done. Okay, we have two open lines in Broward, 5670560 and Pound 560. And all these people, oh, we feel so sorry for poor Monica. You, you listen to these people in the media and you, you ask yourself, am I losing my mind or something? 
What do they feel sorry for her for? She was a gold digger. She was a slut. Her, her presidential knee pads that she took to the White House, she, she you know, was holding her uh, stuff up. And she, she admitted in her testimony that she came on to him. She, she flirted. She did everything to try to seduce him. And it worked. But we feel so sorry for her that, uh, you know, she showed her his... <laughs> man, oh, man. Goody two-shoes media, like I told you before, seven months ago, a bunch of sanctimonious hypocrites telling you, posturing for you, and telling you what they believe is the right thing to say on, in the media. Like Sam Donaldson and Kooky Roberts and all these other assholes sitting there pontificating with a look on their face, and George Will, who never met a Nazi that he didn't want to sleep with. Give me a break already, will you? It's the crazy media. That's where the problem is. This thing couldn't have gotten halfway down to first base without the help and assistance of the media, because they saw, oh, this is going to be better than O.J. Here's Kendall. Hello. Hey, Neil. Can we uh, congratulate Victor Kozlov on his uh, all-star appearance? No. We have an open line in day one. When he starts playing all-star for us, then we'll congratulate him, okay, instead of just skating around in big circles and, uh, you know, a little bit of teamwork out there, Victor would help, instead of uh, congratulating on some uh, stupid thing that's meaningless. It's the world against the, uh, yeah, right, bunch of, another Gary Bettman idea of lunacy. Idiot, you're an idiot, Gary. Maybe those people that bribe the officials in Salt Lake City, maybe they can bribe the NHL to get smart and not hold another all-star game, another uh, uh, Olympic thing there. Boy, what a way. Just bring the season to a stop for the Olympics at 4 o'clock in the morning. You're all watching in Japan, right? No, Nobody no. was watching. Nobody gave a crap, okay? And the same thing will happen in Salt Lake City. Okay, you jackass, Gary Bettman, you little twerp from Cornell. One open line to Dade, one in Broward, 567-0560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to just comment on your um, on your forced polarization issue. Yes. There's already a corporation that's called at Negative Population Growth. Have you ever heard of that? NPG. Yes. Are you aware of that? No. Yeah. All right. It's basically going with, along the lines of what China did with um, you know, uh, voluntary sterilization. Well, I sure hope we don't have to have a billion people before we start doing that, like the Chinese did. Well, it was enacted in the late. They were little. They were started a little bit late. Yeah, yeah, much too late. But what they're talking about is a two-child minimum across America. Maximum. And uh, maximum. Oh, uh, maximum. Sorry. Don't say minimum. Jesus sorry. Christ. I apologize. Um, yeah, basically a two-child minimum and maximum. And maximum and. Forced, not forced, but voluntary sterilization yeah. for all of us great Americans. Yeah, but the people who deserve, who ought to, see, the people who are got a brain, they're only going to have one or two kids. People are responsible. People that are like animals that don't have a brain and know nothing about Planned Parenthood and just like screwing a lot, those people are going to be reproduced like rabbits like they already are. I know they're a already few doing it. I know a few of them. I have one child and that's the only one. That's you know? plenty. Yeah, like funny. these people with the octuplets, they got seven of them left. Are, are these? Is there any family, unless they're millionaires and billionaires, no. that can give seven children the kind no. of attention and affection and upbringing they deserve? No, of course no. not. Listen, can I have one, one, two shameless requests, Neil, please? I'm working on it. Okay, I want to hear Donald Duck getting the old Clinton, and I want to call Robert at IHH a douchebag. Okay, see. Thank you. Well, he was talking about forced sterilization. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. People are reproducing. And see, this is, again, goes with the right-wingers, always screaming and yelling, oh, we don't want that, we don't want Planned Parenthood, it's a commie plot, you know, we don't want abortions, we don't want uh, these clinics. No, let's just keep everybody dumb and pregnant. We don't want sex education in the schools because then they might learn something about contraception. We sure don't want those condom ads on TV. 
say if you would just get on a goddamn plane or on a boat or on a raft or somewhere and go to Europe, to any of the civilized places, which is most of it, to Western Europe, and see, just watch their television, even if you don't do anything else, just watch their television and see the condom ads on there and see the, uh, the bare-breasted women on there and uh, the, on the over-the-air television. They, they're not uptight about this stuff. They're, uh, they're a thousand, they're light years ahead of us. And we got the whole goddamn country in an uproar because the president got a few blowjobs and didn't want to say, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Like that's some kind of a surprise. Oh, well, they conspired to get together to hide it. Well, well what a shock that is, huh? I know if I was president and getting, uh, you know, all, all kinds of action on the side up there, I'd sure want to, you know, put it on the front page of the New York Times, wouldn't you? Oh! Yeah. I mean, it's like a bunch of five-year-old children are talking to us, these people in the media, a bunch of little infants. Who have never grown up, and and they and they know that's the worst part of it is they know it's all a bunch of bullcrap. They don't believe any of these things that they're saying. They're doing it because it's PC, baby. It's politically correct. It's the thing you're supposed to say. It's like you believe in God. Oh hell yeah, sure I do. Right. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. Listen, I want to tell you something. I'm here at work in Miami. I'm sweating my ass off. Yeah. Well, these basketball players, they dribble a ball and they get $3 million. Dribbling, I just yeah. want to say that that is the most unfair thing in the world. Yeah. And I want to call Ernie Rodriguez a douchebag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, what team is he on? We have two open lines a day. Five, yeah, Michael Jordan's quitting tomorrow. Do I care about that? No. But, boy, are they going to make a big to-do about it. Lead story on CNN. We got this Larry Flint Bob Barr story, which is a blockbuster today with more to follow in the middle of the impeachment trial of the President of the United States, front page of the Herald two days ago, NBA strike is settled because Mickey Harrison and us are in bed together. And then today we get the lead story on CNN News this morning when I crawl out of the sack. Lead story, not the second story, not after the Bob Barr, Larry Flint story. Lead story, Michael Jordan to retire. And we have to have analysis. And we have to have uh, the ex-coach on there. We have to have this one and that one. And everybody, everybody that ever played with him and played basketball with him and uh, saw him naked. I mean, uh, Jesus, God. This country has lost it, baby. It's not a question of uh, having bad priorities. There are no priorities. It's, it's totally upside down. Worshipping dummies. Oh, so he was the greatest basketball player who ever lived. Yeah. And. 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 Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Two quick ones. Uh, a couple years back, my family and I, we decided to... Uh, give a little of our good graces to the people that were a little less fortunate than ourselves. Yeah. Put together a Christmas package, went to the police department, the whole nine yards, bought about three, $400 worth of gifts, about 50, 60 packages, delivered them to the uh, bad area of town, had to have a police escort to get there, got there. The woman had four children. Her boyfriend, live-in boyfriend, mm -hmm. was there smoking dope on the couch. Mm -hmm. Uh, had more presents than we even brought in front of the tree, and this was a less fortunate family. More presents than we had is in our own family. Yeah. Uh, so well, they well, killed well, our where, need there. Where did they steal them? I mean, where did they get them? Exactly. That's that's pretty much it. And yeah. then one more reference. There's good uh, money in selling that. Uh, absolutely. Crap. Crap. Drugs good. Yeah. Um, the second reference was yesterday. Nobody hit on it. The Book of Job is the most hypocritical chapter in the Bible. And, uh, I mean, it's all about God playing games with the devil. They're gambling on whether or not Job is going to... Oh, Ed Kaplan, I think, is going to be doing a show on that tonight. If there's gambling involved, man, he'll be on it. 
Exactly. So, I mean, that was that's one of the most hypocritical. Anytime I talk to a thumper that wants to uh, debate the Bible, yeah. I'll throw Job at him and how how God allowed the devil to uh, tempt him time and time well, again. Well, you should have told those people uh, with the four kids running around, you should have told a guy who was smoking a crack to get a Job. Have a great day, pal. Bye. Thank you so much. Oh, they had a little crack problem down there, huh? That's unusual. It's 26 past one. We have two open lines in Dade, 567 0560, pound 560 on the 18th. Maybe it's a cultural thing. We just don't know about it yet. Is that like the dirty bird? It's a cultural thing. I killed Nicole. All right. I'll be rolling with a trunk load in my 81 Brewing. And if I have to bust the cap, I'll just say I didn't do it. And when I get to Crack City, I go to the third world and pass around the club on who be buying my game. I be going to Crack City to the floating nightclubs. Yeah, I be going to Crack City and be stabbing my blood. When I be going to Crack City and unload my junk, I never go to Crack City without packing my gun. Yeah, to rock for every time. I know that every now and then I sell some crack to a white dude. Crack City, here I be gone. Some was buck on the intersection working for free food. Crack City, here I be gone. Well, I be cruising by the purple house with no windows. And be nagging on Moesha, she my favorite hoe. Hoe. And I'm going to sell my crack. But I'll be going to Crack City. You can count on that. I'll be going to Crack City and blast my rap. I'll be going to Crack City because I'll be bad. Yeah. Do not for every time. Oh, I'm supposed to be a guitar here. What are you talking about? You mean you can't play no guitar? Say what? Maybe it's a cultural thing. We just don't get it. One thirty-two at five sixty WQM. We have two open lines in Dade. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, geez, and there he is again. Is, is this incredible? He wants to level with me, okay? Ken, the guy with the eyes, okay? I've been very civilized to you. You come to the appearances. This is why, because you don't take no for an answer. That's why. Guys like you, I'm not interested in talking to you, okay? Once a month, that's it. Once a month, I'll talk to you. That's it. You kill me, okay? You're killing us. The fact that we even let you on the show, you could kiss the radio for that, okay? What kind of a person calls a talk show to ask the question, why is it I didn't want to talk to him, okay? Like a guy that keeps faxing us over and over, which it's been a couple of days now, thank God. Maybe he finally got the message. You think Andy from Hollywood got the message? No. No chance. Over and over and over again. That's 
shocking. That just when I thought this guy was making a little bit of progress, okay? The guy with the eyes, I thought he was making just a little teeny tiny bit of progress, and he's suffering a relapse. Open line in Broward, two in Dayton. See, this is what happens when we got the, you know, empty board here and when they're all sitting back on their goddamn ass, is these people just at will over and over and over again. That's what you're up against doing a show in this town with a goddamn telephone. That's what you're up against. I mean, I could start bringing in, once we get upstairs, we got a real studio up there with a little bit of room and a microphone. I could start bringing in a bunch of boring guests every day, or we could carry a bunch of stupid press conferences. I choose not to do that, because that's basically just killing time. Here's Kendall. Hello. Neil, how you doing today, okay, sir? Okay, sir. Uh, there was a great article, and I haven't, unfortunately, I work so much, I don't have much time to call you. Um, there was a great article in the Herald, I believe it was last Friday, about the Y1K problem about how all the, uh, you know, those dark middle-aged people who are, who are having problems because in the book of Revelations they said that Satan was going to be released in the year 1000 and all this stuff. Yeah. And oh, yeah. How all those people were freaking out. And then when it didn't happen, they were like, uh, well, well, yeah, it's next, the next classic time. Excuse. It's like everybody's always, all these religions, oh, Armageddon, it's going to be at the end of this year. Well, okay, right. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm a year off. Maybe it's the end of next year. Oh, my God. So you've got to keep these people terrified because that's the only way to keep them on the string, to keep them sending their money in. And the best excuse is that, well, God's years are different than our years. Yeah, he's I on love... a different calendar, right. <laughs> I love that. That's my all-time And if God is really that's... Jewish, he's on the Jewish calendar, so we're like uh, way past uh, the, the year 2000. Yeah, we're, we're like almost to 6,000. Right, yeah, we're way up there. Um... Also, I wanted to, to call you about that that that, that animal that, that you know killed that little kid. Yeah. And I I don't know how anybody can defend this guy either. You know, I mean, it, that's oh, some scumbag the, lawyer will come forward, or maybe they'll have to appoint a you know a court-appointed attorney. That's got to be the most bizarre situation for anybody to be in is to sit there and have to defend this guy yeah. and and try and make a case out of the completely you know. How'd you like to be a public defender and have to wind up defending scum like this all oh, the time? Oh, it'd, it'd be terrible. I, I couldn't do it. I absolutely couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, also, Neil, you. <laughs> You cracked me up about the uh, about the Jeff Gordon being gay thing. I didn't say Jeff Gordon. Well, well, a long time ago you did, and uh, a friend of mine who's like a total Bible thumping NASCAR fan, which is kind of weird how they seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, like Joe Costello, yeah. And uh, and he got all incensed about it, and then you came back a couple weeks later with kind of like a semi retractor, and he's like, "Oh, well, Jeff Gordon's people must have talked to him about it." They oh must yeah, have Jeff Gordon's people are. Yeah, <laughs> his people are on the phone with us all the time uh, trying to make dates. I love that. That's that's yeah. the best. Anyway, Neil, I, uh, I appreciate what Flash you do. Flash man. That's why he's flashing it. That's right. Okay, have a great day. Thanks, Neil. Okay, one call left in the board. I just put my music away because I had a false sense of confidence here. I thought for sure we could make a half an hour. You saw what you saw in there. I put my stuff away. What a jackass I am. What? I didn't put it away. Oh, we got Marvin and uh, Tammy hooked, or at least Marvin anyway. Ain't it peculiar, huh? Am I right? Was that ain't it peculiar? We have uh, 400 okay. open lines in date. It's not? What is it? I'll be long gone. Oh, I'll be long gone. I'll be doggone, not lo long gone. Sorry. Doggone. Get with it. Doggone okay. it. The hell is wrong with you for crying out loud? Damn it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Our poll question today, will we make it till 2 o'clock? The likely answer is no. I mean, well, we got to get a call from the guy from the eyes calling in to see how come I didn't accept his call yesterday and how come I cut him so short and don't want to talk to him. I mean, then you know things are really, really bad on this show. Talk about playing with a goddamn empty deck. 23 till 2 at 560 WQAM, your desperate station for the 90s.
This is Mention the name and the answer to your question, by the way. No. Don't want to see you. Don't want to hear from you. Don't want your facts. Don't want to know your name. All I got to do is mention any of these misfits and they're immediately not sooner. Like they, play, they play stupid. Like they don't understand that I can't stand and I hate them like poison. And that the audience is nauseated and revolted just at the mention of them. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Listen, I, I, I just wanted to discuss the Clinton issue with you briefly. And... You know, I don't care about the Republicans and the Democrats and, you know, all the garbage going on. Yeah, what do you care about, sir? What, what do you what care about? What I care about, you know, just a viewpoint from just a citizen of the United States and looking at our president, and I look at myself as a stockholder in a large company, and we, we voted this guy into office. Yeah, you voted for him? I'm unhappy. Did you with, vote for him? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I voted for him the first time, but didn't vote for him the second time. Oh, I see. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... You know, just, just not, not. So what, what is the these, point? What is the point? The point is, is that the way he's conducted himself through this whole man, manner from the very beginning, okay, he blow jobs and all this stuff. Yeah. But the way, you know, he doesn't have any The way he's conducted himself, self, like, like, going to Ireland, like going to Ireland and going to uh, the Middle East to try to work on peace agreements there and all the other things that he's been doing, like conducting the affairs of the presidency. And buying your rap, all those and things and that I'm he's been doing, conducting and himself. I'm in agreement with so, the so fact what are you talking about? How does it conducted himself? What are you talking about, sir? What are you talking about then? I'm in agreement with sir. Let me say it again before you hear the dial tone. What are you talking about then? What I'm talking about is this whole sexual issue. What about of how a man can't control himself in the workplace? Sir, let me ask you this. Have, have you ever screwed around? Are you married? 
Yeah. I mean, I've have you ever, 15 years. Yeah, and have you ever screwed around? Never have screwed around, uh-huh. I have to say. And your wife, I mean, has you ever screwed I've around? Tempted, you know I've, I've been tempted on several occasions, uh-huh. but I've never brought Do you know anybody else, any of your friends who screw around on their wives? Yes, I do. Yeah, well, how come they're your friends? I'm, I'm, I'm not, this is not a personal note for I hate the president or I dislike Sir, you're him. not answering my All question. How can you, how, if, you, if you condemn this so, uh, so emphatically, how can you be friends with people who screw around and cheat on their wives? I don't condemn the now, fact Then what are you saying? What are you saying? Do you have any idea what you're saying? I don't condemn the fact that he sexually acted out. I condemn the fact where he did it, what disregard to... Where he did it. Yeah, and, and, was, and how about he, the Kennedys that had all the orgies at the pool when Jackie was out of town? Did that bother you? Yeah, it did. How, well, how it did you know about did. it? Uh-huh. And, I'm, and I hope it bothered a lot of Americans. And it's not. Well, obviously it did not. Obviously the majority of American public are not interested in where the president gets his rocks off, or is it any of their business? And it's none of yours either. But have a nice day. I mean, there, there you go. Convoluted. And of course he didn't. Uh huh. How did we guess? Open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Boy, you had a couple assholes in a row there. There you go. Hope I don't fall into that pattern. At any rate... Um, I mean, I certainly gave that guy well more ample uh, chance to uh, say something, and he didn't. He almost created an adverse um, response to your poll question. You might not make it till two with guys like that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the Larry Larry show tonight, I'm not going to be able to see a lot. I'm going to certainly try to tape it. And uh, I'm just trying to understand if Larry King is really going to provide lots of suction on this guy because he's known to really put the suction on the right-wingers and if he's really going to show his two-facedness tonight and put the suction on Larry. Meaning what? The other Larry. Meaning what? Meaning, will he suck up to what Larry Flint is doing and condone it? Of course condone he will. He sucks up to everybody. He's had Jerry Falwell on there. He's had that Robert Schuller. He went and uh, uh, preached in Robert Schuller's uh, glass temple out there. He sucks everybody. That's what he does for a living. Uh-huh. He's really? a professional sucker. He can contradicts himself almost with every other interview. Yeah. You know, and this one I seem, I think seems to hold a lot of uh, weight for where it goes for... Both of the Larrys. Meaning, meaning what, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? Holds a lot of weight for both of the Larrys. It's a television show. Let's get Larry King out and Larry Flint. Yeah, okay, great. Oh, how sad. And he said we couldn't make three in a row. You were wrong, sir. You were so wrong. Excellent job. Keeping the streak alive. Here's Miami. Hello. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, listen, I wanted to do me a favor. What is it? Okay. Uh... You know the problem with black people? The problem with black people? Yeah. And what is that, sir? God. God? Yeah. Too much involved and obsessed with God. Yeah. Maybe you need to do a show about that. I, that's, I, that's talked, about, I talked about that yesterday. I God, God is a substitute for being like uh, equals in this country, in this racist uh, pig of a country of ours. That's right. I'm a black man myself. Yes. All my people do is pray, pray, pray. Right. Not, not working too good, is it? No. We need a change. Tell them, study, study, study. Open up a different book. Close the Bible and read a real book, and then maybe we'll get somewhere. That's what you should be. That's the message. Excellent call. Thank you, sir. Here's Medley. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, when I couldn't sleep last night, I flipped on a tube, and they had a thing on Italy. Now, seeing that you go to Italy all the time, they were telling that there was a immigration problem. You yeah. Know? Did you was know? It, was it like a funny immigration? I mean, you're chuckling about it. No, I wasn't of... chuckling. Oh. I was gasping. Getting sick. Oh. 
Yeah. Are you getting sick? Oh, yeah. Me too. We're all sick. I know. And they also had a thing on the Pope's coming back to the United States soon. He is? Yeah. Oh, he's going to St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah. Uh-huh. And they had a big thing with all the volunteers wanting to, to go to volunteer too their bad services. Lucky Lindbergh isn't around to teach him some more about anti-Semitism, but I guess he already knows enough. Yeah, right? Yeah. And the other thing, in the paper today, there was a thing on more the merrier on a population. I want to fax that over to you. You got the fax number? Yeah, the fax number is 305 650 0198. 0198. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. Feel better. Yeah, everybody's got the crud, and I've got this thing with the uh, hot skin. I got hot skin. Anybody want to touch my hot skin? No. Oh, I didn't think so. Don't have a fever. Don't have the flu. No, maybe I do. I have the flu with no other symptoms, and it's very annoying. It's real annoying. Hot skin, hot to the touch. That's all I got. And red. And you can see it. Even George said, oh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, see this? Here's Delray. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay, Steve, sir. Uh, the Mo guy. How are you? Okay. Uh, you going to the game tomorrow night? Is that a silly question? Yes, I'm going to the game tomorrow night, Would sir. Yes. Like to uh, ride the big white one down there, or are you going to take your vet? Were you writing a book? No. I'm asking if you want to uh, take a car down there. Take what car down there? The big uh, white one. Who's big white one? My big white one. No, I don't. Kenny the limo guy. Yeah. How are you? Kenny, you're getting on my nerves now, Kenny. I thought I, you were a good guy. I, I, I live three blocks away from the arena. Why would I take a limousine to go uh, to, to impress everybody? I guess so, yeah. No, I don't do that. You know where I live and you know where the arena is. Kenny, you're starting. And this, this is not Kenny the limo driver. Can't be. It is. The, the Jeff Rimmer's limo driver? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And? Nothing. You ask me. I'm telling you. It is. Definitely is. Okay, I'll, I'll, if I go to the arena, I'll have a Lenny's limo driver take me. Okay, there you go. I thought this guy was a good guy. Must have, rumor must have got it for free, okay? No wonder he gave him a $10 tip. So I want to take the big white one down there to the arena. I, I could walk from my house to the arena if I want to get some good exercise. Yeah, oh, look at me. Look, everybody, I came in a limousine. Are you impressed? Everybody impressed? I came to the game in a limousine with Jeff Rimmer's limo driver that works real cheap. Jesus Christ, he's an asshole. Man, there must be something in the water. That must be why I'm feeling flush. God. Once and once in all my life, sir, I, like, like I, if I go to the game, of course I'm going to the game. And like I said, are you writing a book? Which car are you taking? You're taking the red one, the pewter one, the white one. I don't have a goddamn uh, pewter. Oh, Jesus, Joseph and Mary. Man, I'm going to turn to religion. I really, I'm going to start praying. I'm going to go home and get on my knees and pray to God. I'm going to pray to Damn God for hours. 151 is 560 WQM, your religion station for the 90s.